Hey guys, just wanted to add a small disclaimer to this episode. As a non-sanctioned, non-professional podcast, we still have to mess with our audio levels. So in this one, there's a little bit of bounce and a little bit of difference between a couple of us, and it takes some getting used to. Our apologies in advance. Hola amigos, welcome into the Section 109 podcast. I'm your producer, Jay Buchanan. With me as always are my two co-hosts, Matt Coniglio. Go ahead and announce yourself. Well, this is Matt Coniglio. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at WhiskeyIsFine and on Instagram at IamConiglio. What about you, Breezy? This is Breezy. And where can we find you? On the internet. <laughs> <laughs> It, you're doing people, you're doing the Matt sixty four year old jokes at the moment. Twenty twenty is off to a fantastic start. I mean, I figure number one, I'm gonna give my Instagram. Actually, I'm not because I don't use Instagram. I'm not, I'm not on the gram. But if I'm gonna, um, yeah, I, apparently that's what the children are calling it these oh, days. Oh my lord! Uh, but I'm gonna give my Twitter handle at the end. So why give it at the beginning too? I don't need people to log on and scream at me while the episode's going on. What's hilarious? I actually is, hope they do though. <laughs> I well, mean, if they want to, all they have to do is Google Andrew Brzee. There's two of us, and I'm like two years older than he is, and I got all the social media handles. Well, what's funny is you're yelling about it, but I completely agree. Because if you go back and listen, I generally, the only time I've ever said my Twitter handle and Instagram handle at the beginning was when we were on the 423 Soccer Pod. Yeah, see, I, I, uh, now, we're, uh, now we're arguing about when we should say our Twitter handles, but I just decided... Already in an argument mode, I, and I mean, the listeners is, don't even know it's yet. It's that kind of day. This one, this one might get heated. So, Producer Jay, what do we have today? So, we have a super awesome episode, as we always do, to be honest. But, so, Matt... You and, are selling things way too high, <laughs> my friend. Matt and Breezy have both created their teams of the decade for CFC, and they're going to run down, and they're going to argue about it, and I'm going to be the adult here at some point and tell you guys to shut up if it gets too crazy. <laughs> are, are, are you, though? Probably not. So, here's, here's the thing. Matt and I have not discussed this. Which is, which is a good thing. And we did this on purpose. We were texting today, and, and he was like, do you want some stats? I got some stats. And I was like, no, I don't. Let's talk about it on the podcast, because here's the thing. We'll do it live. Matt and I uh, have similar soccer ideas a lot of times, and that can be a bad thing if we come to the... There's nothing interesting about us coming to the podcast with the same 11. So I'm interested to see, do we have a similar 11? Do we have very different 11s? Am I going to convert him with stats and knowledge and Matt, facts? Matt wants to do 18 players... Um, I mean, it's going to get weird. So let's, uh, I guess, jump right into it and see how it goes. Yeah. So let's lay down a couple of ground rules first. Okay. Uh, I don't like those, but that's fine. For for some people creating their teams of the decade, and uh, shout out the 423 Soccer Pod for starting this little craze. Yeah, starting this idea. It's a great idea. Shout out, boys. Um, some people are going to create, uh, try to like put certain players in certain positions. Right. Uh, some are just going to uh, do kind of like the, the all-star format of... You know, let's just take some players, throw them into, you know, like defenders go in the defender pile and it doesn't really matter how it fits together. Right. Uh, they're just defenders there, midfielders there, forwards, you know, whatever. Sticking, staying away from the traditional best 11. Yeah. If you will. So yeah. what, what, what I, I guess the ground rules here is you can do whatever you want. So that's kind of the, like really the only ground okay. rule I have. Uh, I, I created a, uh, an 18 man roster. Okay. Uh, the eleven on the field and seven substitutes, like would normally be a game day roster. Uh, okay. Cool. So, I did not. I so I got 
I got a starting eleven, and then I got six on the bench. But I'm not the bench. I have a hard time with, and I'm not. I, I did a, basically a first draft, and I want to work through some of this on the podcast. Okay. Because I think that the thought process and talking through the thought process with you two uh, lovely gentlemen uh, will be fun, and it'll be interesting, and it, maybe it may like, change my mind a little bit. Maybe I'll change your mind a little bit. I don't know. It'll be interesting. So yeah. Uh, what I'm going to do. What I'm going to do right now. Is I'm gonna make a notation that this is, that this team that I've got currently in front of me is pre podcast, and mm-hmm. I'm also gonna make a team post podcast to see if uh, to see if I change my mind. That seems great, and we'll get we're gonna get some of uh, Jay's input here because he's all like, "Oh, you know, I'm just a producer. I'm gonna let these guys argue, but I bet he's got takes. I, I have takes. takes I just I just you guys both have been around a lot longer than I have." Like I was, we were talking about before the pod. I think uh, 2015, I went to like five or six games, mm-hmm. so I wasn't as. So 2016 was your first like major year. 2016 was the first year and, that I ever went to every single game. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I got you. Um, that was before I moved in with my wife. Now, um, and that curtailed that number just slightly, <laughs> but we still go to all of them. But yeah, that that was the first year that I ever really like dove in and like could form a team from and and. You know, a lot of those guys who are were on that 2016 team will probably would be in mind. But I'm I'm interested to hear um, from the the stats that Matt's bringing. I read over them a little bit, but I don't really under I didn't really go through and try to comprehend them. So mm-hmm. I don't think that's a that's a terribly dissimilar position that a lot of people, uh, a lot of CFC fans are going to find themselves in. Yeah, for people sure. came came to the to the club at various points in time. So. It's, I mean, re- it's really hard to have takes about players that you never saw play. I mean, that's it's the yeah. same for me. And and last thing before we get into it, like I went to, I got to this first NPSL game in 2014, and then I missed like four games total over the next three seasons, right? But like, yeah. I wasn't around until 2014. So like, I mean, I yeah. I followed at a lot at a distance. I was in Italy. I was working in the summer, so I knew CFC was around, but I was not following closely and then once i went to my first game i was hooked so 2014 2015 16 17 18 19 i know very very well but i don't have uh, other than anecdotal knowledge from 10 11 12 or 13 which it if you are listening to this podcast and you hear names that you aren't really certain of or you don't recognize if you go to youtube and search uh mad camp go to her profile and then go to the search bar in her profile and type in the names we're talking about because there's more than likely to be one or two highlight videos that she has made of them. Shout out Madonna. So you can see them as we're talking about it. That's obviously if you're not driving. <laughs> if you're driving, pull over. If what you're you driving, make your sure life, you do Listen that. to us and watch. If you're so, doing that uh, while driving, make sure you do it at a traffic light. So <laughs> And not in the state of Tennessee or Georgia. <laughs> uh, so true. it's since Jay and, and Breezy had told you guys uh, when they first started going to games, uh, this oh, is here we kind, go. This is kind of common knowledge at this point. But my first game was the second ever home game, so I've seen and been around uh, just a bunch of players, obviously over the years. Uh, so that will probably uh, that will probably help contrast some of our picks. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you have two years, three years on them. Yeah, two. I have a few years on them, uh, and like, and and obviously, like you know. I think it's reasonable uh, to to take a, a player that maybe like compared to even a defender today may not be as good of quality, but be like a player that was like a long serving club legend type, 
you know, those are the kinds of players that still in make end up making like best 11s. Sure. Uh, well, for a decade. And and there's like great debating points and we well, should get into that. Let's, let's get into players and then let's defend those players. And I'm sure those arguments will come out okay. on why we made certain choices. Because That's one of the reasons I didn't want to talk about it too much beforehand. Totally fair. So that we, uh, we do nothing influences each other's. I'm, I just want to put, put this out here to begin with. Uh, unless your starting lineup is identical to mine, yours is losing in a game head to head. Yeah, probably not. For sure. So let's start out with goalkeepers. Uh, this might be our one point of, I think actually goalkeeper and then the two forwards are going to be the, the three <laughs> consensus picks for sure. So I've got, I've, I've got a starting goalkeeper hey, and you, I've got my, my bench goalkeeper. You want to, you want to bet how many we have? Uh, oh yeah. We, we were, you, we were you, this. you had this wager earlier and I've not seen your team. You've not seen mine. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go with. You know what I said in a text message earlier. I said that we weren't going to have. Uh, you looking at my screen right now? No, I'm not. Uh, we we, we weren't going to have, uh, or we were going to have at least three players that were different. I think I've talked myself back into two. So I know that we have one that's different for sure. Yes, uh, because I, there's a, a particular player in the defensive line that was around um, in the er- that I never saw play. Um, on anything but video, and so I did not pick him. Though I think he's a consensus. Um, yeah, there's there's two defenders you've never seen play. Oh, so maybe there's only two different. I think there might only be two different. I, I um, think it's two. Now okay. that I think about it, I think it's two. All right. So uh, starting at goalkeeper, let's do starters first, and then backups. As I'm less sure about my backups, unless you okay. just want to go position by position. I, I wanted to go position by position. Okay, let's go. Well, we can do position by position. Go ahead. Uh, so or, or let's do let's go positions by goalkeeper and then we'll go to starters and then we'll come back. Okay. How about that deal? Uh, starting goalkeeper for me. I mean, it's obvious, right? It's Greg Hartley. Yeah, it's it's like, obviously it's, Greg. It's obviously Greg. Four time NPSL Golden Gloves winner. Played six seasons. No, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. So five seasons. Uh, yes, that sounds. Actually, no. Uh, yes, no. Yeah, twelve. Five. Five. Twelve. Thirteen. Yeah. Fourteen. 15 16. and 16. Yeah. So five seasons. Um, you know, Ledge. yeah. And, and then you wanted to get to the backup goalkeeper. Um, there's just not much else to say about Greg. Uh, he's the, the, he's one of the best goalkeepers to ever play in the NPSL. He might he, honestly, if they made an all time NPSL best 11, he's probably the goalkeeper. No one's ever won four NPSL, uh, golden gloves. Went to three, uh, national championship games, uh, went to four national semifinal games. Like, yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a, he was he was and is a monster. Um, yeah, shout out for just getting signed to a new club. Yeah, he's a new club in England. Um, still, still taking it. I think his day job is still currently goalkeeper coach. I think. And yeah, I'm not sure how all that works. But I think he's a goalkeeper coach by day, or or maybe he's a part time goalkeeper coach. I don't know if that's a full time position. And then he's uh doing some work, still playing. That's awesome. So. You wanted to go backup goalkeeper. Yeah, I want to go backup goalkeeper just to get out of the way, really. See, I uh, this is where we start where I don't know. It's well, my first, like, truly, I don't know. Keep Go ahead and give me yours. So my backup goalkeeper is none other than Richard Masters. Richard Masters was basically the Grega before there was Grega. He was also, like, 5'9", also English, and also just, like, stood on his head for two years. Are you really giving Greg a five nine? Well, like I said, he was the Greg before he was before the Greg, the tall, the taller Greg. <laughs> yeah, maybe by an inch. Um, 
so he so Richard Masters was our starting keeper in 2009. Uh, totally kept us in games, helped us win games, helped us not lose games. Uh, and I and I had forgotten until I looked at at these game stats from 2010. Richard Masters was our starting keeper in 2010 when we went to the national championship. Yeah. Uh, and I think for Wasn't me... Wasn't he 2009, 2010, and 2011 before Greg got there, basically? Uh, he was not 2011. Thomas Hunter was in 2011. Thomas Hunter was 2011. And I almost... I So I almost picked Thomas Hunter as my as my backup goalkeeper. Who went on to play professionally with the Atlanta Silverbacks. Who went on to play professionally, got a trial at Philadelphia Union, and was only kept out. Of, I mean, it's like a... The guy went on to play professionally... And got kept out of the team because of Greg Hartley. Yeah, yeah. But he was good. He was really good. Wow. I mean, Joe Hart also got kept out of the team in the youth, some of the youth teams in Manchester City because of Greg Hartley. Well, and back when, now, back, this, now this Joe Hart's just keeping himself out of the team just because it's Joe Hart. Th- this meant a lot more about five years ago, but like... <laughs> yeah, for real. But you mean when he was the England number one? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think Richard's... And, and, and maybe part of it for me, having Richard Masters as my, in my honorable bench, in, um, bench category... Is that he was the really the first keeper for the team, uh, and because he was so good those first two years, yeah, um, and because like Greg served five years, like there's not a lot of other years of keepers, yeah, to work with, and okay. and so I, I got we got two great years out of Richard Masters, and um, if by the way if we extended this through 2020, assuming because we don't know yet, assuming Phil D'Amico is back. Assuming he's our starter and, and, and has a good year, has a good year. Phil D'Amico takes the spot. Yeah. So that's. Oh man. Um, so what's yours? So uh, it's a it's a toss up, and I'll tell you why it's a toss up. It's a toss up between Tommy Halsell, Tom Salsa, Tommy Salsa, and Phil D'Amico. And the arguments for Tom, in my mind, his career at the end ended with a bit of a thud with CFC, but he was the mm-hmm. backup from. 2014 to 2017 playing in multiple maybe 2013 actually as well is tommy here in 13 anyway tommy was definitely here in 13 in 14 15 16 i don't know if tommy salsa was in 13 i also can't confirm that he was in 14 he was he, he wasn't he, he never started a game but he was on i mean he was he's in all the pictures he That's, was he went to the he was training the whole time i i recall that in 14 he I don't think uh, he did play a little bit because I, he came in at the end of some games. Yeah, he never started a game. I, th- I think he maybe started an open cup game. You don't have him in any starts. No, no starts in twenty fifteen. He did start an open cup game in sixteen. Yeah. So here's the thing about that. several, actually two open cup games. Tom was fantastic when called upon when he was Greg's backup. He was a great team. He was a great teammate. He was obviously a very, very good keeper. He had a great year in 2016. He had, a, he did. He led us on a nice, deep open cup run while Greg was gone. He also started the first six games of that season. Yeah, because Greg got hurt. Yeah. Um. So he was. I mean, he was an excellent, excellent keeper. He didn't play a lot, but he was there for a long time. Um. And he, while his again, his career finished two years ago with a bit of a thud and some and some high profile mistakes. Um. Tom was and is a very, very good keeper. And I think in an alternate universe, we make maybe not the exact same runs because of how epic Greg was and how he kept us in games, but we make similar runs. He was not he was not three steps down from Greg. He was just a one step down. He could have he could have if he'd gotten playing time, I think he could have been maybe not four years worth, but 
probably a year's worth of an MPSL. Yeah, he could have been an MPSL golden. Yeah, he could have been an MPSL golden glove echelon of player, and he could have started on all but maybe ten teams in the country. You know, pretty much walked in, and so I think that so he merits a discussion there. And then I think Phil, who played half a year with uh, Tommy, has come in and was fantastic this last year when called upon. He was very very good. Uh, two years ago and he's young and he's you know kind of a, a I think Phil's got the highest ceiling of any keeper we've had yeah I, I think so too uh, in a lot of ways um, so I mean, yeah he's still like 21, 22 like. 20, he should be 22 now um, so or he's just about to turn 22 so that's the, the that's the thing for me is it's a toss up between the two only because Phil has only played it basically a year and a half yeah, and Tommy was here for four years, and he didn't play as much, but he was here the whole time. And when called, and he played in a lot more games. I mean, he played in ten minutes here, five minutes there. And then he had that run of six games where he was phenomenal. I mean, think think about this: we've had some really good keepers at CFC over the years. We really have. I mean, Grega, like Richard Masters, obviously Thomas Hunter was Thomas didn't, Hunter. didn't play nearly as much, but was an incredible keeper. Oh, like Thomas Phil. Hunter! Thomas Hunter, we were shocked, and I wasn't. Uh, around i came right after greg had like taken the job from him mm. but like everyone was shocked that he didn't that greg came in and started right away because of how good thomas hunter was and thomas hunter went right. on thomas hunter had the had the basically the entire 2011 year uh was him and granted um uh, then you know that year ended with us not going to any playoffs uh, playoffs i know right but uh, so like this new keeper comes in bill brings greg in and all of a sudden Greg just like has the job, and we were all like, "Okay." Well, and Greg looks a little bit like Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> like they have a similar body composition. Uh, he's he's not a he's not like a super lean guy. He's a, he's a thick guy, and he's not very tall. But obviously, he's like actually a cat. So yeah, yeah, yeah. His reflexes are crazy. Yeah, it, his reflexes like, are unbelievable. So yeah, that that's my and not to belabor the point anymore, but that's my toss up. I'm gonna just give it half and half. If if you make me pick. I honestly don't know because I did not. That's one of the one spot I did not f- fill out on my um, yeah roster. So I don't know. It's a toss up between the two. I didn't know how the format was going to be for this. I wasn't sure if I was going to have to pick up. I actually on my list. I don't have a keeper. I have six players, and I was going to put another defender and just have one keeper because I couldn't decide on one. That's fair. What about Kyle Zobeck? So I our one, our one game wonder. Do, yeah. Do you know? Do you know how close I came to just Atlanta putting United? Kyle Zobeck on? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know how close I came to just putting Kyle Zobeck on and just telling everyone to fuck off? I love <laughs> like, Kyle Zobeck so much. Is there not a legitimate argument for best goalkeeper performance in CFC history to actually be Kyle Zobeck? No doubt. So I don't think it is the best because I think Greg's uh, original Tulsa game uh, away to Tulsa is probably the best. Probably. Because if you save four penalties, or th- I'm sorry, three penalties in one game in a row to win, and anyway, like, but I think that Kyle Zobeck's performance against Atlanta United was impeccable his leadership was incredible he got there literally the day before and then he led the defense to only allowing four goals against a team that went on to make the mls cup playoffs yeah by the way minnesota shipped more goals to atlanta that season like a month later yeah wow yeah so i i think that and this was you know fourth division team like he was incredible and I, I love Kyle also, also Atlanta United was really good that year. Really, like, really, really like good. Really good. Yeah, first the only, season. That only was incredible. That first that starting lineup they played against us, the only player they were missing was Joseph Martinez. It was Kenwin Jones in place of Joseph Martinez. It was yeah. lit, like Oh a, yeah. A, a, a former uh Southampton player. 
right? Or Sunderland? Southampton. And Kenwin Jones? Yeah. I don't know. He played in the Prem? Yeah, he played in the Prem. He was playing in Trinidad Tobago before he came to Atlanta, though. Right. But yeah, that that was the only, and, and Juan took his soul by making him an actually end his career. Absolutely ended his career. Speaking of uh, Juan, um, is what does your back line look like? And is there anyone named Juan in it? No. No, there's not. So you want to start at outside backs? Let's start at... I well, bet our, so, I bet our outside backs are so, there. So let me let me first say that I chose... Uh, I, I've got a back four. Same. With a left back, a right back, and two center backs. Straight up. And um, I've, I've, I've pretty much built my team to be able to play. Uh, like guys are in the right positions and same like you can you can play ball with them we're on the same page i i do not enjoy three man defenses where th- all three are center backs and then the four across the middle that two of them are ostensibly outside backs are like forwards like, yeah. I, don't, I don't i don't enjoy that so my my team is very much built to play and cool. we're going to smash your team okay sure uh def- so let's start with the left back then since we're since we're going this way you want to do you want to do backup and I, I, I so uh, no 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 let's do let's do all of our defenders okay. and then we'll and then we'll kind of go for your left back. My left back is James Moore. Oh, I did Gabby Torres. Really? Mm. So a one year player. It was between those two. Um, I I think that we're I, for sure getting going more than three. Yeah, players we now. are. We are. I had James Moore, and because of how long he was at CFC and he was club captain, I wanted to pick him. I just think that Gabby Torres was that good this last year that he his ceiling is, and I have this, another player in my lineup as well that was also a one-year guy. I know exactly who you're talking about um, now. And I figured you might. <laughs> and and if, if, they're, if players are a similar like length of time they've been somewhere or similar players, that, or I'm sorry, if the players are a similar skill level or similar ceiling, longevity matters, leadership matters, a lot of other things matter. Yeah. But I think that James Moore was a... An incredibly good left back. I think that Gabby Torres was a full step above him. It's, it's similar to the um, Gregor Hartley versus anyone else argument. Greg was also there a long time, but he was also just a step above anyone that's ever played. Yeah, um, maybe even in the MPSL a goalkeeper. So I I took James Moore uh, intentionally in my team. Uh, I think I think the 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 team of the decade should be guys that are like club legends and i i just don't think you get club legend status after playing a for a one season i i don't disagree with that argument i think i mean like i just think gabby torres was that good i mean like anyone who's ever heard me talk about gabby torres before like knows i think gabby torres is one of the best players we've probably like one of the most talented players we've ever had come through cfc like, he's good he's that good there's a reason why hartford um Hey, oh, there's a reason why Hartford signed him. Like there's a reason why he's moving from ostensibly amateur soccer to the second division in the United States. Right. Yeah. He has a skill level, Producer, but he's good. Producer Jay, do you want a weep beer or do you want a, uh, a nice lager? I want a rolling rock. All right. I got nice. you. Um, I'm feeling white trash, but <laughs> how dare you, but, and, and I'm actually going to, going to tuck myself away from that position in a second because I can see where this might come from. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. He only played for one season. Now, if you count, because of the way 2019 was so different from some of these other years, if you count he the Members' Cup se- as, a, as a second season... He played two seasons worth of games. Numbers-wise, yeah. Yeah. 
now but if, it was one if, you really, if you really want to fight his goals and assist numbers were not as good so it, it's at left back it is not just about goals and assists yeah 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 i it's, know it's about how so if you look at the the argument for gabby torres here is that if you look how bad we were as a team once he got injured true i won't i won't fight you there that's and that's my argument look james i mean james moore is the was the first player i picked on my bench He's yeah. the first player I wrote down. If you had, a, you know how you have a sixth man man in the NBA. If, if right. you have a twelfth man, he's the, literally the guy that I most did not want to leave out of the starters of anybody. Yeah, that's of why any position. That's basically why I made him priority to make the team. Yeah, so I, I get it. He was one of the hardest picks, but I just think that Gabby Torres was that good. I, yeah. All right. Did I, you? I think it's fair. Left left center back, Jordan Dunstan. Yeah, we I, we agree. So Jordan played all of 2014. Uh, played really well. Played a little bit in 2013, by the way, too. Uh, I did not actually remember that. I have a I have a picture that I found somewhere. I'd have we'd have to ask him, but I have a picture, and I remember going through pictures and like verifying that he did. He was on the team, and maybe maybe he didn't play. Maybe I'm. When did he start? 2014 is when he started starting games. See, I think he may have been on the team in 2013. Okay, I don't have any. I don't. I don't even have any evidence of that, but I'd love to see it. I have a. I remember going through pictures. And finding a picture of him that looked like it was from 2013, and being like, "What?" And then like look, looking back and find now. Also, he could have been wearing in 2014 a 2013 jersey in like a practice or something yeah. weird. Yeah, uh, um, let's let's look into that later, and, and we can maybe update. He, either update way, the he was a, he was a con- consistent contributor starting in 2014. Yeah, outside of injuries, which he had a few every year. So he started all but one year since then. He started 2015 as well. Until he was hurt in the Nashville or in the Atlanta Silverbacks uh, U.S. Open Cup game, uh, I know, I know. Let's not talk about that. Uh, played a, like played at the very, very end of 2016, coming back from that same injury. Yeah, uh, I think he actually got hurt, like and was, it, with a, with a different injury. Was on the team in 2016, practiced just a little bit. Yeah, was always on our roster, but never could get healthy enough to make the field because he was still recovering from that knee injury. He was back in 2017. Uh, and I mean, like a stalwart, maybe played left back against Atlanta United, right? He played left back against Atlanta United. Uh, he played a lot of left center back in a back three. Yeah. Uh, that season and, and probably left center back in a back three is his best, best type of role. Possibly. That's a point for point of debate. We can cover that later, but I, I don't know if I agree. Okay. Fair. Um, but I mean, he, he was just, he was a stalwart there in, in 2017 he performed so well in 2017 that he's given a pro contract with the Nashville SC yep. in 2018, uh, where he was also he had some injury problems there, uh, but he had a really good stretch of games where he was making the 18, um, and he made one appearance, I think. Uh, Nashville's defense that year was also kind of stacked, too. Nashville's so defense had... Getting into the 18 was good. Had two former MLS players that had dropped down, Yeah, um, and it had a bunch of USL stalwarts. It was... And he was on one of the smallest contracts. He was on a young guy contract, basically. Right. And the fact that he was making the 18 meant that it was based on 100% on performance and not on money. Yeah. Because dropping somebody else was hard. Right. Uh, and and then uh, he was obviously back with us uh, last year and was, a I mean, just a mainstay. He played the most minutes of anybody. Yeah. Most minutes. Correct. Most minutes of anybody. Uh, By like 100 minutes, I think. And, and really was... Um, Our most consistent player, honestly. Yes, agree. So, like, I mean, I don't think Jordan had a bad game. It's, it's. I mean, it, it's, a, it's a non-starter for me. Like, he's, he's yeah. in the best eleven. So, uh, one quick question about Jordan before we go on, because I know we can't spend ten minutes talking about each position. But, uh, what year is Jordan Dunstan's best year? 
Just if you pick a year, you're picking like 2015 Jordan Dunstan. Am I thinking? Uh, am 2016 I thinking Jordan Dunstan. Like, 2017 Jordan. Just the, the Jordan Dunstan on your team. What year you, is he? Do you want like stats? Do you want? I want no, just no, like just like feelings. categorize. Him. I want your. I want your feelings. 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 I'll give you mine, and then we'll move on. 2019 Jordan Dunstan. Smart, crafty. I get it. That's second place for me. It's 2019 Jordan Dunstan. First place for me is 2015 Jordan Dunstan. Before he got hurt. It was like six games before the injury. When he dominated every player he played against. He lost. Jordan Dunstan has lost. If you look how good he is right now, he's very, very good. And he's crafty now. In addition to being physically dominant and strong and good positionally and all those other things. Um, he was always good positionally and always good technically and always a smart, smart player. But his, his ability to explode and run and, and catch guys in 2015 he's lost a full step maybe even a step and a half since then that back post run against georgia revolution though that first game of this 2015 season to score a goal he's, he was a monster man he he was not only really really good in all these those other ways he was unbelievably dominant physically which he's good physically now but he there was no one that could beat him to the line it, he was incredible and and yeah it's i think i think i'm making my call because We've got what, like twenty six games of twenty seven games or uh, whatever of, it is of healthy of, Jordan of, of healthy Jordan yeah, versus you. versus you know getting hurt in the sixth game that season. Yeah, I just I just thought that was an interesting uh, point because he was no just, yeah that, that, I think it's fair yeah so right center back that was left correct yeah that was left center back. Uh, yeah so we definitely don't have the same player here so you want me to go first yeah you go first you go first Jake Young interesting interesting so Jake Young for those who who might not remember he showed up in 2016 correct and he came with kieran bywater and um played left he was a left winger he played striker for us will roberts there it is and paulo pita he played Which right from he played right from winger, charleston from the university of charleston paulo pita came in 2017 yes they're all from the same university though I, I should have made that distinction i did know that um so they showed up and they played uh he was a starter well, actually he was Fuck you. Continue. <laughs> he, uh, Continue. Don't be distracted. He started just about every game for three straight seasons. No, sorry, two two full seasons. 16 and 17. Correct. He was, when Matt Aldred was not there, he was the captain on the field, whether he was wearing the armband or not, because we also didn't wear armbands always. And <laughs> God, it's, it's so NPSL. Yeah, we, and, and that, that's There's a, your segment. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, why does CFC have an armband? Because the players decided they wanted an armband. Anyway, uh, that's a whole other thing. But he was the on-the-field leader. He was the defensive organizer. Yeah. He was smaller than... He was not very tall, but he was still reasonably good in the air. He won quite a few aerial duels by positioning and smartness. He was 5'10", by the way. Yes. You but, could, you but that's could, not... But Jordan is like 6'2", for example. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's not a tall. I, I just wanted back. to give them yeah, listeners yeah. some. And he was also probably five ten and probably one hundred ninety pounds, which for a soccer player is a, 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 like a thicker guy. You, yeah, he but might that, even that, that be, he might even been two hundred pounds. He he hit the gym hard. When I talked to his dad, his mom and dad came and visited, and um, I got to talk to his dad, and he said like Jake's really hit the weight room since he's got here. He played his youth career at uh, at West Ham. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, no, he's, he's really hit the weight room. Like, look how big he is. And if you looked at his arms, like he obviously worked out a lot. What that kind of meant is that he wasn't the fastest player, but his positioning was impeccable at all times. He was a constant talker on the field. I was about to say, you could be in the bathroom at CBC with a band playing upstairs and hear him organizing the defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
facts. Uh, and so that that organization is a part of it. Um, how good he was, how consistent he was. He was one of those guys that just was a six and a half or a seven every single game, no matter what. Yeah. And he he would slide. You make slide tackles consistently and regularly, but never got called for a foul. Never called for a yellow card. Sliding tackles in the box because he had just impeccable technique. He knew when to slide. Great timing. His decision making and timing was perfect. And if I'm going to have a big, strong um, center back to go win the ball on the left side, I want a really, 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 really intelligent. Um, not that Jordan isn't intelligent, but Jordan's job in my in my back four is to go win the ball and yeah. play good center back. Yeah. And uh, Jake's job is to sit deep and organize and, you know, play perfect positionally so that Jordan can go in the ball and he can cover for Jordan. I thought my, I thought Jake my, Young was also a good passer of the ball. Yes. A very he had a very good diagonal ball and a good ball on the ground, but especially a good diagonal ball. Um I think he was an, a well rounded overall and I picked a right center back. There are other left center backs that might have been um arguable um arguable Arguably, you could have picked. My point is, I picked. I picked a right-footed guy to play on the right. Is my, is my point. And listeners, tra- listeners, you of- can't see, but Mac just or Mac. Gosh, but Matt just had the biggest stink face after you said arguable. I was just trying to think of who <laughs> a left center back would have possibly made it besides maybe Adam Reeks. So actually, Adam Reeks was one of uh, a player I considered for that right side. But but what? I wanted a right-footed player, and I'm not saying Adam Reeks was better or worse okay. than Jake. I just I tossed him out because he wasn't left. He wasn't right-footed. Right. Matt, who is your right center back? I'm going to go with... Wait, wait, let me pick. I'm going to go with club captain, defensive stalwart. Uh, Greg Hartley's favorite defender to play in front of or behind. That's true. Uh, and has asked me anything on Reddit. This was his response. I mean, played in 2010, 11, 12, and 13. Andy Stewart. Uh, some of you some of you folks newer to CFC... Jade, uh, such as myself, I yeah, I don't know. So that name. Uh, may not have ever heard the name before. So I've heard the name, and I I would have picked him based on reputation alone, but that's not fair because you never saw him play. I only saw highlights, and I don't get to pick an all time guy that I wasn't around for, and that's a bummer for people like Richard Masters and Richard Masters, really Midwest there for a second. <laughs> Richard Ma- whatever I said, Richard Masters and Andy Stewart, and there's even Greg's first two seasons at CFC. I wasn't around for those and sorry that those guys just don't get to make my lineup, but they, that's, that's they why my opinion, it carries a lot more weight. Um. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how this works, but anyway. so, so I think, y- yes, like obviously club legend, you watch the highlights, you can see it. I, when I, when I've been watching the highlights, uh, looking at video, trying to, get some of these stats and things like that you did the exact done. opposite of what i did i took literally four minutes and i wrote out my my best 11 and oh, i was no. like yeah well, i agree with you. no i did listeners matt has been texting us last what was it what time did you text us last night i don't know it was kind of late he, he, it was like ele- it was like 11 o'clock getting stats and looking at things so, so he's I've been, been making very in-depth decisions while I've breezy been, i've been doing down the section, I've been doing what, the section 109 group chat was lit I was I was watching a game last night and it was like midnight. It was not midnight. Was it not? No, absolutely not. Hold yeah, on. that's right. He's sixty four. <laughs> Can't make it that late. I barely made it to midnight on New Year's. Let's be serious. Here. I, I didn't. So congrats. Nice. <laughs> so I've been I've been working on an off season project, trying as we move into a professional league with hopefully like better like stats keeping and things like that. Yes, um, please. And like and like actual like 
quote unquote professional soccer. Right. Oh, it was ten o'clock. It was ten o four. Yeah, that's, that's not bad. That was his last. That was his last message. Uh, I've I, I wanted to 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 make sure as we moved on that there we had like, is as good as possible, which it will. Ne- I, don't, I don't think it'll be perfect, but if we had like as good as stats as possible. You're doing the Lord's work, and I'm not. I'm not being facetious. That's excellent, excellent work. So I've watched, and let's. let's I've, I've watched highlights of and and, and ever, certainly every single goal for and, the last six years or so. So what? You, and then I've been watching like highlight videos that Madonna made from like 2012, trying to get some of the like just as much verification on, as possible. So that the club's records that existed already were accurate, or changed them if they were inaccurate, which, um, uh, which saw, like we we had a couple of records that were wrong, which is fine, um, and just so like we can have accurate stats, and so as a part of that is now I'm able to do things like this, with a little bit more clarity because some of these stats and watching these old highlight tapes are helping re uh, rejog my memory on some of these players that I've watched over the years that I don't, I remember 2019 pretty well. I remember 2018 pretty well as well. I don't remember what happened in 2010. Sure. No idea. You know? Uh, So I have a, I have a quick aside. I just thought of, I didn't even live in Chattanooga then. (laughs) Continue breezy. Both of our, uh, both of our left back picks and we're going to move on directly to right back here in a second. Both of our left back picks both played in, uh, USL D2 or USL D3. They both moved on up a division after playing for us and then came back. And then yeah. hopefully maybe someday they'll come back. He'll, uh, Gabby Torres will come back to I us. I would love that. But I just, I, I just was thinking about James Torres and realized, I mean, James, James Moore, more James Moore. I oh, God, I missed that chant. More James yeah. Moore. Hey, but shout out James Torres. <laughs> hey. Living back in Miami. Okay. Hopefully he listens to this. Hey, uh, anyways, let's move on he, to he, right he, back. He will now. Um, yeah, I'm going to text him. Okay. So right back. <laughs> Breezy, go ahead and give us, get us started. I think we probably agree here. And this I don't think we do. <laughs> oh, he hit the oh, button really? so sternly after. He hit that button with some <laughs> conviction. So mine is, John, mine is John Finlay. I think it's a great pick. That's a great pick. And here's why. And I think Matt's going to pick a guy from before my time. Yeah. Um, the reason it's John Finlay is because we have never had a consistent year-on-year starter in the years that I've been watching CFC except for John, pretty much. Will Linder played multiple seasons um, but he was never the only right back when John, John Finlay was once things got going in 2015. I want to point out for the record in 2015, Will Linder was the right back when it mattered. Yes, I agree. But they alternated during, during most of the season mm-hmm. and, and Will Linder was, I just want to make that abundantly clear. And I want to make it abundantly clear that Will Linder is probably still a better defensive right back than John Finlay. <laughs> John Finlay scored five goals in 2016. Dude, Four. I'll never forget the he got a ball from Kieran Bywater and put it in that Meg, ball was Meg the goalie. That, that was ball, such a good goal. I, so I watched. I, goal. I literally watched that goal last night, and it yes. is incredible. So, so good. Four goals in 2016. One goal in, in 2017. Yeah, so, fi- so five for his career. Four in that one season. Three of which were headers. Add six assists to that, by the way. Yeah. So uh, jo- over his career, John was John's a bad bad dude. Um, that love talking to him because that Liverpool accent. Like, <laughs> I'm like, excuse me, because I mean my ears are not tuned for Liverpool. Yeah, shout out to also John Will. I mean, I haven't in a while, but uh, he used to be a pretty regular guy at HBC. Yeah, as I've well. seen him several times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I ran. We Matt and I ran into him at the bar a few. I think a few months ago, I guess. Yeah, 
Uh, I oh, think yeah, so it's good dude. Mine's mine's John. Um, I think John was a great player, and I would take him as my right back anytime. All right, I now think that's for a, Matt's ancient pick. I think I'm that's like I think it's actually a great pick. Uh, and I actually good. wrestled with this decision, um, because I thought about including him, but I ended up going with a right back that played for us in 2011, 2012, and 2013. Uh, I picked a guy who, uh, if Andy Stewart was not in the lineup, I believe was our club captain. And I picked a guy that was all over the place. Uh, he would, I mean, he would step uh, like inverted into midfield. He would be bombing down the right hand side. Uh, just uh, it, it, you couldn't leave him off the lineup. Uh, and that's Nicholas Chase or Nick Chase for short. Um, dude was incredible. And when I was when I was putting a team together, I wanted again, like you know. I, I went a little bit more for longevity mm-hmm. and, uh, and for guys that like you just could not like you had to have him line up. Yeah, I get it. And I know that name. I just, I never saw him play. Right. So I think it's interesting. We had three different guys in our defenders. Yeah. That's shocking actually. Yeah. I'm glad I'm, and I, and neither one of us would be convinced to go to the other side yet on any of these. No. And, and I don't think you should be convinced just because even though I'm right, just because I said so. My team is going to kick yours in the teeth. <laughs> You're not scoring on my team, so there's that. Uh, Jordan Dunstan marking Jordan Dunstan is going to be fun. That really would be fun. <laughs> Jordan Dunstan, the fender, would obviously win. Actually, to be to be fair, Jordan Dunstan is going to ma- you know, mark Andy Stewart because Andy Stewart was a monster and Jake Young's not tall. That's that's probably that's probably true. In, Although, actually, fact, Jordan, I, Jordan Dunstan would probably have to mark. I might send Gabby. The, I might the send same Gabby two Torres. Forwards that we have. I might send Gabby Torres. That's true. I might send Gabby Torres to go try to mark. Um, uh, leave Jake Young on somebody else. Um, <laughs> uh, so those are our defenders. Uh, let's talk about. You want to talk about uh, some of the backups that we had? No, I think I, I actually just stick with the starting lineup. Okay, because I, I don't have as many. Um, Strong backup true, picks, true. so okay, I would fair. like to fair. stick in starting lineup. Let's go to midfield. Uh, how did you how did you orient your midfield? I went with a four one two one two, a four four two diamond. Okay, so you went with a narrow diamond that yeah. we like, classically so run. We've we've played that more seasons than not in yeah. in the time that I've been watching. Okay, so I just figured it's a standard for us. So why not? So okay. also, it's really it's really easy to fit in. Uh, the players that I wanted in my best 11 to. I looked at the the different lineups I could do with those players, and that was what I wanted to do. Okay, so for reference, I went with a 4-4-2. Flat? Uh, no, definitely not flat. Uh, more like a 4-2-2-2. A, a two, two, two. Uh, you can run a box in midfield. You've been spending too much time with Peter Fuller. <laughs> Probably true. Uh, but like mine mine isn't like a like like that narrow box that we would sometimes run this year. It's more of like that uh, RB Light, Leipzig. Leipzig. Uh, four four or four. Okay, uh, four two two two. Sure, because okay. those guys two wingers because those a, like attacking midfielders can like go wide. They can go narrow. They can so kind of do what they really, want. Really, it's a Manchester United four four two under Ferguson where his yeah. where he had actual wingers playing in those two and not central midfielders that are actually they a, could a just pie. they could just like do when Ronaldo's playing one of uh, wings on your four four two. It's not you know right. Uh, he yeah. he goes where he wants when he's left mid. 
also right, like exactly. in quotation. Remember, marks. I've also got James Moore, and and also it counts like with with Finlay and, and Gabby Torres. Oh, like, we, we you both, can send those oh, yeah. you can send those outside backs super Especially high. Especially Torres when those when those uh, attacking midfielders come are, are more narrow. Yeah, yeah exactly. for sure. Okay, Absolutely. so let's go with the midfield. So let's start with a little strategy. We'll start with your you. defensive midfielder because I have I probably have the same Matt one. Aldred. Matt Aldred, obviously. Shout so out actually, Matt Aldred. Obviously, I actually yeah. don't think we have to talk about Matt Aldred very much um, because he's a consensus the, pick. There's nothing to say. Club captain, badass stalwart like yeah he, he was an absolute monster and and legend eight, eight out of ten every single night 2015 and 2016 by the way he's, and probably a seven out of ten in 2017 by the way he's my captain boom i haven't even thought of that love it yet. yeah i so love I, it i, love I haven't it. even he, thought i was gonna say this. if i was gonna ask at the end who our captain was yeah but that's, uh, he's you're probably right though uh, yeah, for sure. He also plays me, in the middle, so we can get to the front and get to the back. Give me, give me he a was, He was he was more defensive, but box to box was a role that he could play. He was sure. he was defensive, and no one. He was not box to box. He well, didn't he need, was, to, be, he didn't he, need he, to be box he, to box. He, but in, in games, final, but in games when we were crowding and holding all the possession, in his final he was season, very in well. his final season, he did play box to box though. That's because we were running in, a different seven, system in seventeen. Yeah, you're right. I know. We I know. A way different system. Yeah. So it's it's hundred percent him. And by the way, no CFC player has ever managed referees. Uh, that good. Yeah, it's that pro experience. Yeah, he was a long time pro. So all right, move on from two that. Go- by the way, two goals and four assists in his career. Yeah, fun fact. Fun fact. One goal and two assists came in the same game. Um, correct me. <laughs> correct me <laughs> if was I that, was that his Gator Chomp game. Yes. Correct me if I'm Georgia wrong. Georgia Revolution Hope 2017. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but his brother came over. His brother did come over in 2016 before he had ever scored a goal. Yeah, so his True. brother, yeah. All of those goals and assists. <laughs> what a dude. That's hilarious. What was his brother's name? If you hadn't asked, if you hadn't asked, James Aldred. James. 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 And by the way, Jimmy. it's actually not true. Matt Aldred scored a goal the year before. Dang it. Matt Aldridge scored a goal in 2015. Well, not dang it, because oh really? Glad for him, but <laughs> yeah. Oh okay, okay. I going. will let, let's let's pull it up real quick to make sure. Do uh, it. Yes, Nashville FC home game, July oh. 4th. Okay. Well, that was the a- same game that Jack Hopkins scored a goal. His only goal for the club. Yo, talk about a baby face, Jack Hopkins, and it was a it was a curler kind of. He came down the left side, came into the box and scored. I'll never took forget a, because took a when ball I from Louis Strude. Yes, when I did the CFC goals, I made that high mm, all the time. That makes that account. Well, it Shout is out section to the podcast one account. <laughs> <laughs> so you can go back and find that. I'm sure. Okay, so um, you give me your next midfielder. We switch back to you for a second. Okay, so obviously, yeah, you're running into a little different formation. I so I I settled who's on your a player. Other hold, who's your other holding player? So, I chose a player uh, to be my to be my other holding player. You chose a six, eight, seven, eleven, didn't you? In your four man, we'll go with that. It's it's really more of like a a, a definite six, an eight, an eight slash ten as my eight slash double six, uh, and then a definite ten. But I'm playing a little bit on the wing, on the on a, not not on the wing, but a, a little can can drift because he drifted, and then playing a player who could play the ten, the seven, the eleven, the whoever, like the two, half the you know, like occasionally. All right, do it. So my my other like central midfielder is Juan Hernandez. Shut up. I am playing him for a little bit further back, uh, because I think his best position is more of an eight than a than a ten. We agree on this. Not, that's not where I'm playing him, but that's we agree on that being his best position. So Juan Hernandez, in his career, has 13 goals 
for the club and 20 assists. By the way, that 20 assists makes him tied for first place. Is that 20 primary assists? 20 primary assists. How, if you I add, took, you I didn't took even out add secondary assists. I you? took out the secondary assists for because we because I kept I kept prime both primary and secondary assist in 2019. I removed secondary assist entirely from my stats because I I just don't I I'm not going to be able to to be able to uh, sure to to get clear records on on I prefer combined assists for for my for my stats totals. Because I think it tells a, a a more full picture, but I, I just can't. I don't have eleven years worth of, of data like that. Uh, so I, I thought it was like the most fair thing to do was to take out secondary assists in twenty nineteen and just roll with primaries. Juan Hernandez has twenty primary assists in his club career. Beautiful. That T- ties him for first. Okay, keep going. So, uh, so that, that that's one for me. So that's my, I will as my other holder. I will go with my right, the right side of my diamond. Okay, which is Juan Hernandez. Interesting. So, I think that that's it's pretty clear. You made the argument exactly how I would. Um, and um, actually, I, I guess I put him on the left side of my diamond, but he's either the left or the right side. Both of my eights are gonna be able to switch sides. And your your eights, I'm going to guess on on the narrow sides of those diamond are probably going to be more central-ish midfielders yes. because you've got Gabby Torres and John Finley in your Correct. in your Over 11. Lobby. So yep. they're going to be playing Which essentially right next to them. I'm going to torch you. Uh-huh. Okay. You won't score a goal against me. I do yet. like the build now. All right, so next one. Um uh I'm going to do so I, I basically have You you pick my, whichever one you want and I'll match. Uh I'll do uh, well, you're gonna do your your other your other side. Would you like me to give you the other side next of my to diamond? one? Yes, because because we're gonna have the same number ten. Another one hit wonder for me, Niall McCabe. Niall McCabe, shout out! What a great player. So, Niall, Niall like player year at U Louisville in 2020, and then come home. Thank you. Come I, home, Niall. I literally tweeted "Come home, Niall" today <laughs> at at him. Um, what a good player, man. Only gotten better too. So, Niall only played one full season for us. He was an incredible player. He was arguably one of the best players to ever play for CFC, both when he played and then definitely what he has gone on to do. Yeah. Um, being the first ever Louisville City signing, I think. Uh, I would not go that far. I, d- I don't first, know. He was in that first wave. He was in that first year. He yeah. was one of their first. By the way, six goals and two assists for CFC that summer. He was absolutely excellent. And and he plays. He's very versatile. He actually played as one of the sixes for us, or dual eights, or whatever you want to call it. Depends on how what we were running. We were running a lot of four four two narrow with Tebow Charmy sitting, and he was playing the but, narrow right, but the narrow and, eight. But T, him and Tebow were both going forward and coming back. Yeah, it, it was, was weird. It was very wild. I was I was like side note. That was the year where we had one of the best defenses we've ever had uh, in history. And also no defensive midfielder. And also, like, it was complete just YOLO. Like, we were defending with four players. Like, we, we literally had James Moore just, like, sitting like sitting back, not going forward because, well. But, I mean, he definitely had some assists that year. We, coming, we bombing need forward. defender. He picked his times really, really well. So, he yeah, had a lot of secondary assists that year, not primary assists. Fun it's, fact. It's Niall. It's, it's Niall, and I, I think that anyone that saw him play knows why it's Niall. In 2014, I didn't pick him, and I know why it's Nile. And so, yeah, I it was him and Torres were two of those players that were, just, I think, a cut above. Um, and it didn't matter how long they played. I did count longevity with some other players, but not with those two. Uh, I, I should say he had. I mean, James Moore still had three assists that year. Like, yeah, I yeah, told you. yeah. So, I mean, Nile's a great pick. I didn't pick him. 
because he only played one season. That's like, fair. like if Nile comes, well, I guess if Nile had played it with for us in 2013 instead of the Knoxville Force, Nile's probably probably in this group. Sure. Uh, and and R- we we R- actually R.I.P. Knoxville. We should actually talk about uh, <laughs> players that have played for us that went on to be pro or were pro that before they came to us because that's a that's an eleven in itself. Yeah, but another time. Another time. Uh, so my my player for that kind of type of role, although I'm I'm having him as more of the attacking right side. John Carrier. Interesting. And here's why. Because a lot of, like, especially mm. you folks that are a little bit newer to CFC, may not realize this. Man, I didn't think about John Carrier very much. Guess? Okay, okay, so you haven't thought about it very much. Good. We're going to do this right now. We're going to do it live. He's getting added to my bench. How many goals and how many assists do you think John Carrier had in his career for CFC? 15 and 15. 15 and 17. 15 God, goals, I nailed it. 17 and assists. I, and I refused, listeners, I refused to let Matt tell me these uh, stats earlier True. today. Um, yeah, I listen, I didn't think about him. He was also a club captain, also a guy that played multiple years for CFC. Yeah. First year was 2012. He had four goals in 2012, two in 2015, I'm sorry. God, no, I just skipped a bunch of years. Four goals in 2012, two goals in 2013, three goals in 2014. He did not play in 2015. Yeah, because he took a year off. Two goals in 16, three goals in 17, and a goal in 18. Also, um, you have fat John Carrier, and and then you have took a break, and then you have super thin John Carrier. By the way, fat John Carrier might have been better than than John Carrier. (laughs) Except for his his second to last season, his, his... um, season playing the 2017 might have been the best John Carrier. He was just in exceptional physical condition. Well, we also asked him to play a lot in 2017 as the uh, as the kind of right wing back in a back in, with the back three system. Yeah, he yeah. played. He played all. Uh, over so the he place. had to go all. He had to go absolutely all over the place. You want to see John Carrier is also the reason why we tied Dallas. Yeah, exactly. That's that, that's the game I was in. You want to see a cracker of a goal? Go go look up John Carrier's goal against our first game ever against Asheville in Chattanooga. It was a volley slice top upper 90. I'm not even sure that's the best goal John Carey's ever scored. No, for sure, but it was a cracker. <laughs> a cracker. 15 and 15. That's incredible. And 15 not, and 17. 15 and 17, excuse me. So that's, uh, yeah, he's definitely going on my on my bench. So let's, if you want to know about assists, because I think this will put it a little bit more in perspective for you. Three assists in 2012. No assists in 2013. But remember, he had a couple goals. Eight assists in 2014. Because mm. he was just, I mean, he was giving the ball to Luke and Chris Ochig and Dial and Tebow. <laughs> like, he didn't have to do anything. No assist in 2015 because he didn't play. Two assists in 16, four assists in 17. No assist in 18, but also he got hurt immediately after the Seattle Sounders game where he scored yeah. early in that game and basically didn't play again. Yep. And now as a head coach at University of Alabama Huntsville. So as a, yeah, right. Shout out, John. Uh, so as a right, kind of a right attacking midfielder, like, ah, I get it. I get it. I get it. He is not. Uh, he is now on my bench. Um, I com- somehow not thought too much about him, but for sure, not not going to start he's, for me. He, but he's one of those guys. That, I mean, he played, you know, like what five years and never scored the amount of goals that would that would make you immediately think like, oh, I got to have this guy on my team. Got to have this guy on my team. But his longevity, his involvement in goals over the years, and obviously the like that assist number in twenty fourteen is astounding. Yeah. Um, 
I, I think I think for me he's a no brainer. I agree. So the next position, I think we're gonna agree on. We're totally gonna agree on this. The number ten. I, I, I know you too well. It's Luis Trude. I was gonna say, do you want to say it together? But you said it. It's Luis Trude. Yeah, it's one hundred percent Luis. Shout like, there's Luis no, Trude. there's no debate here. Yeah. Uh, and I think so. One of the reasons why I have I have both Juan Hernandez and Luis Trude in the team, uh, and I and I'm very comfortable with where I've put them. So am I. Uh, and and you're very comfortable with how I've, I've set this up as well. I think because I mean I don't know that I play a box but we agree with the I agree with your usage of Juan Hernandez and your usage of Luis Trude yeah sure. I mean Luis Trude is is a 10 who very often and I think more often veered out to the left side a little bit which is why I've put him over there and obviously Juan Hernandez has played a lot as a 10 but I think ultimately and, and maybe this year was was the best uh, was kind of the best demonstration of that uh, I think Juan plays a little bit better when he's dictating the play from a little bit deeper. And, yes. I, th- and I think his, his secondary assists actually bear that out in, in the numbers. Oh, I, we agree. Uh, so Luis Trude played in, um, played in a lot of years. Started, uh, Luis Trude's first year was in 2012. I don't think he played at all in 2013, but came back for 2014. was a mainstay. It was amazing. And played in 2015, and and his stats in 2015, goals wise, were not crazy. Uh, what did he have? Like nine assists? Yeah, kind of a lot. Uh, one assist in 2012, nothing in 2013. Six assists in 2012 or in 2015. Six assists in in 16. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm sorry. I got this whole wrong. Nothing in 13. Six in, in 14. Six in 15. And two in 16. And on the goals wise, four and twelve, including that slalomly run to win us the Southeast Conference mm-hmm. uh, at Georgia Revolution to put us into the Final Four, uh, where he also had the game winner in the in the MPSL semifinal. Uh, seven goals in twenty fourteen, putting the team on his back, and then another two goals in sixteen. He was, he was uh, one of the things that made me fall in love with CFC. Yeah, he was incredible. Yeah, consensus, I still remember. Play. I still remember the run, and I, I I remember a ton from these years. I still remember the run he had. He picked up a ball against Georgia Revolution away in 2012, and just ran, beat everybody, scored, beat the keeper to send us home. It was incredible. Like I'm getting goosebumps right now. It was so good. Uh, he's oh, a no brainer, Luis. Man, I miss that guy. No brainer. Our offense, our offense was less, uh, less punchy. Ever since he left the field, you yeah, know what I mean. Right. Punchy, punchy. Like we couldn't punch the ball through. Like he would just find a way. Whether yeah, he was true. assisting or scoring, he would, he would find a way to make it happen. Also, there are a couple of players that we're about to get to that might have also had something to do with that. He would just also just score goals. So I actually think this is the easy part. I think. Our our front three basically are the same. I have are a front missing? two. You should also have a front two. I have a front three you have, if you include Luis. You have, <laughs> okay. Okay, I'll give that to you. But Luis, you, you, Luis set up, is, you set up a four four two, so is, you've it, got a front two. Is Luis, is Luis the furthest forward of your midfielders? Uh him and Carrier. Because I'm playing the, the But Carrier's gonna the, play a little deeper and a little more industrious. Uh hmm. well, I mean, yeah, yes, yes. But also that's 
I was trying to make it easy for everybody. Okay. I just I think we have the same but like yes three, the same carrier track carrier tracks back a little bit further than than Luis does okay Aldo's slightly deeper than and I have than Juan Hernandez is I have Luis playing at the point of the diamond and yeah I have him and Chris Oching and Luke Winter I have Chris Oching and Luke Winter as well cheers cheers uh, I think that though these are actually the easiest picks to make that was such a nice little like moment right there I know. <laughs> like, like I think at this point, though, you guys no, no, no. knew that you guys. If, were if you're go playing, ahead and read the stats. There, there are right, yeah. exactly. So there exactly. are there are uh, a couple of people. Uh, I, I know that that one of at least one of the guys from the four two three soccer pod has uh, Sam Goni as one of the starting forwards because they're playing a front three, and I, I mean, like that's a he's a good Sam Goni is a great pick. I'll do his stats in a minute. Like he's a great pick. Yeah. It just depends on how but your team's I, set up. But we we both picked a front two, right? Two forwards, uh, coincidentally, two forwards that played together for mo- most of these years together. Yeah. The actually, and also the, the the top two goal scorers in CFC history. Yes. And it's not close. And the only two players that gave us at, when they played at the same time a dominant offense. The only years we've had a do- we have had a dominant defense almost every year. Almost every year. Yeah. Especially, especially since Bill Elliott took over, we've had a pretty dominant yeah. defense. We have not always had a dominant offense. We've not always had a bad offense, certainly. But we've, we've, not we've had, had we've also offense. had some like good offenses that didn't always score when sometimes when they should have. But that, these two that, scored goals. They scored goals and they scored them in bunches, and it was awesome. In yeah. fourteen and fifteen, we won a lot of games four and five nothing, instead of two nothing or three one. These two players combined, combined, had 85 goals. The entire rest of the list doesn't have 85 goals, I'm going to guess. Uh, let's do some live math on that. Yeah, they definitely do. <laughs> do the math. 20 plus 20. 40. Plus 19. 59. Plus 15. 64, 74. Plus 14. Did I, say, did I say 14 already? Or yeah, 74. Plus 13, Eight. plus 13, plus 12. Okay, so the rest of the list has just barely over. We 100. just got... You're we wrong, got, Breezy. We just That's got fair. Juan Hernandez <laughs> at 13. So the next the next four... I've got, Luis, I've got Juan Hernandez at 13, Luis at 13, and Leo at, at 12. 12. But Juan put them over the top at 87. Yeah. Chris Oching and Luke Winter so have more goals combined how many goals than the next... How many goals? Five did, players. How many goals did Luke Winter have? Fifty-two. And Chris Oching, thirty-three. Thirty-three for Chris Oching. What's the next highest score? Felipe Oliveira. Felipe, at twenty. Well, Zeca as well. At Felipe 20. Oliveira and Zeca at twenty apiece. And that includes, by the way, eleven for Felipe in twenty nineteen, and uh, eight for Zeca in twenty nineteen. And then, right. which I think, I, I think twenty nineteen skew, skews things a little bit because it's basically two seasons compared to. Uh, sure, but some but, of these other years. But Luke also played like 2011 or 2012 through. True, he does have a longer. Uh, longer 2011. Time. I think it's 2011. 2011 through like. And then directly behind uh, Zeka and Felipe Luke's, is, Luke's is Goni with 19. Then Luke, there's a gap to 15. Luke scored so. one goal in 2011. Yeah. So my point being is that Luke, it's not like Luke did it in only a couple of years. Luke scored eight or 10 goals every year for. Yeah, but those were basically half seasons for everybody else. Yeah, no, I agree. Nine goals. Luke scored nine goals in 2012, five in 2013, 
10 in 2014, 12 in 2015, and 10 in 2016. I know. So basically, one of the things that CFC had was two starting professional caliber strikers for two years. Yeah. 14 and 15. I mean, Chris Ochin got a a Kenyan national team call up, like several. I know. Uh, And and was the first man, the first forward cut uh, on the Africa Cup of Nations roster for the summer 2020 this year. 19. Wow. So, yeah. Side note. Yeah. Chris Ochin was there in 2013 as well. Ochin was there. uh, He took a year off. Uh, he was there in 2010, 2011, took 2012 off, was there in 2013, 14, and 15. So he and Luke played together for four seasons. 11, even though Luke didn't play as, as much in 11. 11, 13, 14, 15. Yes. So 13, 14, 15, they did the bulk of their damage, and they're the high, two highest scores. Uh, in- let's just pick it out. 27 goals for O-Ching those those four years. Luke had one. Plus, uh, hang on. One plus five plus 22. That's 28. 28 and 27 goals. You basically had two 30-goal scorers. We're going to round up a little bit. For those years, you had 10 goals a season or nine goals a season for them, basically, which is pretty bananas. Pretty awesome. Yeah. And it also, it also shows why we've been so disappointed as fans because we were spoiled by having two guys who are prolific for that amount of time. Let me take you a step further. Let's go beyond goals. Let's go straight to primary assists. So I'm going to guess Chris, Chris. Um, o- okay, go ahead. I want to guess who has the, who's tied with one for the most. Go for it. Is it Luke winter? Yes. It is. Luke winter also God. had 20 assists. Damn it. Luke 20 assists and 53 goals. He has the most, goals for the club and tied for the most primary assist, the most assists. It, I don't need to say primary assists. We're not counting secondary. Yeah. The, he has the most assists. Yep. And yeah. Juan just caught him this year on assists. Yeah. What yeah. The Chris, by the way, Chris Ocheng had 13 assists. Oh, and Luke and Luke and Chris worked together. Well, they and worked Luke, together really well. And Luke was just most of, so uh, Luke, Luke didn't the get a fulcrum of our offense. Luke didn't get his first assist until 2013. He became a provider later in his career as his knees started. So, to out. so as, uh, so this is like, so Chris Ocheng had a bunch of assists. He had four assists in 2011, four assists in 2013, 2013 is the year where Luke got his first assist and he got six of them. Luke goes six assists in 13, three, Five, two, and four. Although three of those assists in 2017 were to Sam Goni against Asheville in the same game. Uh, so let, like let that be known. But those like that 2013 through 2016 stretch is 16 assists. Oh, for Luke? Yeah. Oh, I remember. That. I remember that game. Yeah, yeah. it's nine nothing. Now for yeah, yeah. For now. In case you were There's thinking, an asterisk next to this. In case you're thinking about Juan Hernandez, there most certainly Juan, is not. Juan catches him this year because Juan has ten assists, primary assist in 2019. It had literally half in this stretch. How many secondary assists did Juan have this year? Uh, well, I don't know that off the top of my head, but I bet I can find it really easily. Uh, if memory serves, it's going to be seven. It is seven. 
So he had he had ten primary and seven secondary. Yes, in twenty nineteen. Which meant if Juan wasn't playing well, we weren't playing well. Yeah, pretty much. Also, by the way, shout out Cameron Woodfin uh, as an aside, because mm-hmm. uh, Cameron had nine primary assists in twenty nineteen with four secondary. Yeah, he had a great his, season. His primary assist this year put him into the, um, into that that top leadership. Um, top ten. I think he's in the, actually the top. I think I only have nine for the top assists. I think I think Cameron's in uh, tied for seventh with Chris Oching. It's awesome. Yeah, at thirteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so let's let's do this. Let's move on to let's, let's recap both of our starting 11s real quick. You, okay. you do yours, I'll do mine, and then let's talk about our subs. They're very subjective. Let's go through those pretty quick. I think quick. subs will be really interesting. And then let's wrap this bitch up. Okay, so uh, we've I've got Gregor Hartley in my starting 11. Yeah, go ahead and just name all of yours, and then we'll go over okay. the differences. We'll highlight the differences my, really quickly. My goalkeeper is Gregor Hartley. Uh, my, my defenders are James Moore. This is going left or right. My defenders are James Moore, Jordan Dunstan, Andy Stewart, and Nick Chase. My midfielders are Matt Aldred in a more holding role, Juan Hernandez uh, pretty alongside him, with John Carrier and Luis Trude as more of the attacking midfielders with a front two of Luke Winter and Chris O'Ching. We still only ended up with three differences. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So mine are Greg Hartley going from left to right. uh, That is... Torres, Dunstan, Young, and Finn Bay, as I like to call him, John Finlay. Uh, Aldo sitting in the diamond, Juan and Nile. You can switch them on either side if you want. Uh, Luis Trude at the point of that diamond, and then uh, Luke Winter and Chris Oching up top. So our differences were, I had a different starting center back on the right side in Jake Young and John Finlay, as opposed to Nick Chase at right back for you and Andy Stewart at right center back for you. And then I had Nile McCabe uh, where you had ostensibly John Carrier. Uh, John Carrier. Also, you forgot James Moore and Gabby Torres. Oh, yeah, we had four different players. I'm sorry. Yeah. You're right. We had four different right. players. Okay, so I, my, my bet ended up being correct. You did. You were right. I was wrong. I, I just had a feeling. I thought, I thought we'd have many more of the same players, but I'm glad we don't. Makes it more interesting. All right. Do you, Why don't you give... Uh, do you want to go one... Do you want to just go do all the subs? Because I did not pick the same... Let me do. Let me do all my subs. So at goalkeeper, I've got Richard Masters, which we talked about a lot. Mm-hmm. My defenders, one of them is John Finley. Okay. Um, I think I think self-explanatory based. Yep. Based on Breezy. My other defender, and this might be a surprise, is Soren Juhaszczak. <sighs> Shout out. Almost made mine. Just the homie. Almost made mine. Almost, I, honestly, dark horse for my starting lineup. So, yeah. I, I, I strongly considered him at right center back before it, going Jake Young. If, if I was if I was to uh take only players that you've seen play, I think I would have gone with Soren. And and my reasoning for this is Soren joined us in 2016. Uh Soren was not originally, originally, originally uh a starter in the in the, in the back line. And then Soren became a starter in the back line. He was a mainstay in 2017. He was a mainstay alongside Everson Lima in 2018. And Soren was probably not projected, especially once we saw the roster for this year, to make our starting lineup in 2019. And then Soren also then started, you know, played a ton. Yeah. Was a mainstay. Did well. And did well. He, man, that game against Dallas, 
He man, he right. played so well. And then yeah. after he pulled his his short up and showed me his leg was bleeding, and they were just being tortured. He was like, "It's all good, dude." I think every literally every single year, Soren shows up, and we're like, "He's probably gonna be a backup this year." Then boom! And every single year, Soren's the starter. I mean, even this year, he he played right back when we didn't. And we and every single bit. time, he's clutch. He's there when we need him to be, and he's good. In the words of Joanne Laidley, uh, Soren is an ostrich. <laughs> the way he runs, he's so fast. He's so he's long distance fast. And Joanne, one time, Joanne and him and I were chilling, and he said that that's exactly what he looks like when he runs. And I thought about it, dude. Dude is fast. Soren is like super he's, fast. He is not. Man. He is not our best ever defender. No, but he's, he's been that good for that yeah. long. Yes, and especially for that long. He, and he's consistent. That I think I think Soren's club legend status, and I think he's worthy of an honorable mention and to make my bench. Love it. Keep going. Keep finish that. So up. those are my two defenders. You got uh, off on Soren there. What's up, Doug? <laughs> my my first midfielder, and and again I'm going to point out Niall McCabe does not appear on my on my honorable mentions on my bench, uh, because he's a one a one season player. Yeah. How dare you? Again, Niall is very very good. But he's not gonna. He he didn't play. He only this, played one season. His whole like. Oh, go is that a reason more. Gabby didn't make your bench yes. for defense? Yes, well? that's, that's okay. the reason his yeah. team would lose to mine, hands down, no doubt. Well, that's because also some of my players are like thirty-five now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, keep going. Also, mine are better. Not true. Uh, so my midfielder is Tebow Charmy. Mm. Played only two years. Considered it. Uh, but it's played. Played for several years in in England, um, more actually higher up the field than he ever played for us. Um, Tebow's got, uh, I believe it's eight goals and seven assists. I want to say eight goals and seven assists in two years. Nice. As in, in a very more much more of like a support of like a defensive midfield role. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, I mean, I, I feel like that's the equivalent of someone playing this season with eight goals and seven assists playing as, as like where like Danny Valenciano or uh, someone, someone like that would play. Okay. Like that's a lot. Uh, and I think if he ever played more with us, he would have probably, I mean, he would have gotten double digits in, in both categories longer than two years. Like he was, he was that good. And I, I think he's worthy of a, of an honorable mention selection. Mm-hmm. Next sub. My other sub in midfield is Leo Desmet. Shout out to Leo. Mm, our subs are completely different. When Leo was good, when Leo was playing, he was insane. So Leo played about four years for us total. Three. He had one. 15, 16, 17? He had one. No. He played 14, 15, 17. True. He had, True. He was. And by the way, I have no, no, all these stats that, you, that I've quoted and all these years that I've quoted, none of them are in front of me. That's all straight off the dome. Humble That's true. Brag. Matt's the one with the laptop. That's not humble at all. It's just a brag. <laughs> um, so Leo, I consider picking Leo, but he was such a one-hit wonder. Um, he might as well have only played one season for us. Now, he had arguably one of the best seasons of anyone in CFC midfielder history. Arguably. I, I would pick Niles one season, but you could argue. I would pick Leo's one season. So I, I six goals, seven assists in 2015. Yeah, he was. A, I I mean, I agree that it's certainly a good ar- an argument, but I don't even have him on my bench. Keep going. Um. So, for me, Leo 
Uh, and and the numbers actually might shock you in the end. And uh, you're clouded by 2017. And, am, you're, and you're clouded by the team not going very deep. Y- yes. Leo had, in in 2014, Leo had three goals and four assists. He was mostly coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Uh, he played a lot, though. Spot starting. He played a lot. Obviously, the, the 2015 year, there's no really debate about how good he was that year. Yep. Arguably six, our best player. Six goals and seven assists. Got himself a pro deal. There's, there, there's an argument that we probably can might be able to have a better shot at winning the Cosmos game, if he's uh, if he didn't get hurt. Yeah, hundred percent. He go. He has a pro deal in 2016. Our, our best player got hurt in before the biggest game of the season. Obviously. Yeah. Um. Our he he gets himself a pro deal in 2016 with Jacksonville Armada, so we don't have him. Uh, might that season have been a little bit different if we had him? He comes back in 2017. Obviously, we don't have the forwards that we used to, or at least playing at the same level. We did not have Chris Ching then. Uh, Luke was not nearly the same Luke as as, as the you know other year. Who? Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, Just kidding. But I want to point out, uh, and I'm going to do an asterisk here. Luke or uh, and Leo did have three goals and four assists that year. Three of those goals. Two. Two, he he had two goals and an own goal. He, he he did not score the own goal. By the way, it was it was an own goal off the defender. Okay, uh, but he I, I should make that point. But the club had, the club counts it, he, and it's in the records. He got a hat trick in that nine zero game. Seven zero. Nine zero was Asheville. Oh, which 7-0, one are you talking 7-0 about? Seven zero was Georgia Revolution. Oh, he had three in the Georgia Revolution game, and he had one against Asheville. Oh, interesting. Does that cloud your judgment a little bit? It does. So it clouds my judgment because he was, honestly, he was bad overall based on what our expectations were and my expectations were for him in 2017. I think the biggest thing about 2017 is that he was asked to play a different role. I think he was selfish and just simply not very good. I think that's fair. I think another player were maybe like, oh, he had a decent season, but what we expected of him... Based on his ceiling. Literally anybody was, else, three goals, asterisk aside, and four assists. It's a solid season. It's a solid season. We we needed, if we were going to be like that good, especially having forward problems. We played him in four different positions that year. We, we yeah, not, yeah, not yeah, because, yeah. not, not just because we didn't have those positions, but because we tried to build a team around Leo in a lot of ways. I disagree with that. We tried to play him at the 10 to get him going. It didn't work. We tried to play him on the wing. It didn't work. We tried to play him in the left side forward. It didn't work. We did not try to play him at 10. Yeah, we did. It might have happened one game. Bill, but it was, it Bill, was, played, it was, Bill played him, started the game with him at the 10. We were so bad, we switched like three quarters of the way through the game to a new formation. So, Because we were going to lose. So we had, okay, let's talk about 2017 now because this is, a, this is definitely a fight. 2017, we had two, Leo was bad. We had two major problems. One's name was Danny Whitehall. We had three major problems. <laughs> and, and to be fair, that team broke Danny Whitehall. That t- yeah. He's just now starting to score goals again. Uh, Danny Whitehall was, was not, in 2017, the forward that we all knew he is and could be. And is again, apparently. And is again. He's a great player. Yeah, and screw the refs that call that no goal against Chivas. Yeah, there are a couple of things there. Uh, Danny Whitehall didn't score the goals that we needed him to in 2017. We did not have a right back 
that the coaching staff trusted in 2017. Because we did not have a right back, we could not play the 4-4-2 narrow that we always play. Because we couldn't play what was probably the best positionally for guys like Leo in that role, we didn't have the strikers to be able to play. Sam Goni also was coming off of an injury that year, by the way. Did I mention we didn't have the right back that we wanted? A lot of things were different, and it forced players to be slightly off of uh, positionally where they were best. So yes, we moved Leo around a little bit, but Leo's best position with that team was left wing back off of that back three. He was basically alternating with Danny Reynolds, and when Danny Reynolds went back to Louisville uh, early, like he always did uh, for those two years, uh, he was he was our main guy out there. But that's not... You don't want Leo just serving balls in. He's got a great left foot. He could serve balls in. Correct. You want him mixing it up and scoring, especially making late runs in the box. And that's not really a position that he was asked to play. By the way, he wasn't... his. His balls coming in were not good either. I think that's also. I, I think there was definitely there was definitely regression. But I'm saying, overall product. Overall product was twelve goals and fourteen assists for his career. It's not bad. Three years. Look, it wasn't that he's far away from my bench. I considered him for a starting spot. I could have started him in place of Niall or in place of Juan Hernandez if I wanted to just be the best player for the left side of the diamond. Like, he's arguably, when we played that that position at his peak, the best left-sided diamond player we've ever had because he played that position like no one else has basically ever played it. That's one of the reasons why he makes my he makes my 18, but he's not starting. Sure. I just don't—he doesn't make my 18. And, and, and I, I admit that it's clouded by 17. It's clouded by how poorly it You went. also don't have an 18 yet. I do finally. <laughs> okay. I find while we've been sitting here, I actually have 19. Okay. I'll I, I'll I'll allow the 19. I have my 19's an honorable mention and you're going to like it. Okay. Um so I've got two forwards left. Go ahead. Sam Goni. Hey, our first one that we have the same. Sam Goni had 19 goals in his career and 12 assists. Yeah, that's why he made my bench. Come uh, home, Sam Goni. God, please. So Sam for for your listeners out there that are curious, we were supposed to get Sam Goni back in 2018. Uh, he was healthy. Uh, he had just finished, um, or no, he had one. He had one year of eligibility, I believe, in 2018, in the fall of 2018. Left with Cal State Fullerton. Fullerton. Yeah. Uh, but Sam Goni's performance in college and his performance with CFC got him noticed, and the LA Galaxy, yes, the MLS team. Uh, really interested in him for a little bit and they wanted to bring him in for a camp uh, for a couple weeks that summer, which we would have totally let him go to by the way. Uh, But the way that camp fell, it was kind of in the middle of our season. And so uh, Sammy decided to stay out in California and play with the force. And he played with the FC. uh, He played with FC's golden state force, uh, which has a team and obviously uh, the LA force and NISA are Mm -hmm. kind of like the, the professional version of that team, mm-hmm. uh, but they've got a team in, in PDL and in PSL uh, and dude was good. I mean, he dominated. He was a great player. Yeah. Um, for them they, went to the fi- they went to the final. 
Yeah. I mean, they went, they went super deep that year. I don't think they went to the final. They, they, they went. They went deep. They year. went pretty deep. They went. They went a deep playoff run though. Uh, they, they made not, a deep Open Cup run too. They played the. They played the Galaxy in MLS. Yeah, yes. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so Sam. So Sam plays with them. Goes back to Cal State Fullerton. Mm-hmm. Uh, has a good year. When he when he graduates, uh, he was signed by uh, Club Celaya. Uh, that's C E L E A Y E Y E Y A in Mexico. E Y A in the second division in Mexico. Uh, and he's played there uh, ever since. And his, uh, according to Transfer Market, his contract is up this summer. Come on. And I don't know what he's going to do next, but I would love to see Sam Coney come home. Me too. I agree. He's on my. He's the first player we have crossovers on our bench. Nine goals in 2015, six goals in 2016, four goals in 2017 when he was coming back from that injury. But more interestingly, to go with those nine goals in 2015, six assists, four assists in 2017, and two in 18. Also, two and 17. Also, if you go listen to the Juan Hernandez and Felipe Oliveira episode, you will know that the reason Juan Hernandez came and played at CFC, he came to practice with CFC because he was friends with Sam Goni. Sam Goni. Yeah, I thought that's a little little end that I can't do. <laughs> and then Goni. he played that practice with us, and then uh, Coach Bill asked him, do you want to stay? And Juan said, hell yeah. And then fast forward a few years. Juan Hernandez won. plays the July 4 game against Nashville FC yep. in 2015, and this was the playoff run. By the way, fun fact about Juan Hernandez, his first two assists for the club. Does Sam Goni? No. One of them counts for Sam Goni. But his first two assists for the club, name the club it was against. Same game. Nashville FC? No. New York Cosmos? New York Cosmos B. Really? He is both assists in the national final. B game. <sighs> Crazy, right? Mm. All right. Who do you got left on your bench? Is that it? Uh, one more. Uh, and... I think it's a no. I think it's a no-brainer to make the bench, for the record. It's got to be a crossover for us. I would. I would. I would hope so. Who is it? Zeka. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's a crossover. Great. Good. Good. Twenty. You ready for this? Twenty I hadn't heard goals. His name, man. I was getting worried. Twenty goals and fifteen assists. I believe it. It's good. In playing, his career, playing all over the field, playing as as a striker and as the right-sided narrow midfielder. All right, so read out all your players in a row. Uh, yeah, so you already have the same one, so there's no real justification there. Uh, just, just just read out the subs. So my row, subs, before I do mine. My subs are Richard Masters in goal, Soren Yehaschek, John Finley, Thibaut Charmy, Leo DeSmet, Sam Goni, and Zeka. Interesting. So my subs are a little, as much as I made my starting lineup, um, because I spent, I, I thought there were no-brainers, and I, I, I feel good about my starting lineup, my subs are a little different. I've added some subs during the recording of this podcast. Um, so my subs go like this. We, we, we share Zeka and Carrier. I'm sorry. We share Zeka and Goni. Excuse uh, me. Just, he just slipped. I did. Carrier's on his list. Carrier's, sorry. Carrier's on my list. Uh, <laughs> Zeka and Goni we share. So I'll just skip over them. I agree with what you said. Um, so Carrier is on my bench. Yeah. For all the reasons, for all the reasons you talked about for your starting lineup. It's there's no more that needs to be said. Kieran Bywater. Good one. Is on my bench. Thought about it. 
Kieran Bywater in a different formation could have made my starting lineup. He is Kieran. Per- if you're trying to win games, I would agree with you. In an alternate universe, he's still playing for CFC. And uh, also no. in an alternate universe, uh, and in this universe, he's the highest ceiling player we've ever had. He was a... Yeah, in that universe, he's never playing for us, though. Correct. But he he was a sniff away from the bench of a Premier League team. He was captaining the under-21s for um, West, West Ham. Ham. He was traveling with the first team and practicing with the first team, but he was never making the bench with the first team mm. at 19. Nice. Um, he never made the bench, but he was a whisker away from making the bench, the 18, at a Premier League game. That is as- West Ham. West Ham changed their manager, who no longer valued Kieran Bywater's services. Also, mm. Sam Allardyce is a cunt. <laughs> I said what I said. You definitely said it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, you don't you don't cut young players over pints of wine. So who are you, who are your crossovers for the bench? So that those are our crossovers. Um, Bywater's a great player. By Bywater, the way, three goals and seven assists in his two years. And a, and a dictator of play. Yeah. Set pieces, whether it was set found, pieces. Found his way. One of the reasons why uh, Luis Trude's 2016 stats are a little bit lower compared to previous years, in part because he was getting a little older and not playing as much, but also, Kieran Barwater put him out of the lineup sometimes. Yeah, 100%. Uh, next player on my list that is not on yours is... Joao Costa. Interesting. Okay. I I think Joao Costa is a... I don't know. He's an enigma. <laughs> I, I feel like he should score more than maybe he does. But if you look at his goals this year, he scored 13? 11. He scored 11 goals. <laughs> I couldn't remember. It was 14 goals and 8 assists. Hey, hey, putting Mark Bartra on skates is worth 3. So he's... <laughs> if, if, <laughs> If you look at what he did over this season, you look at what he did in some big games, like he's an incredible player. He's played two seasons now. He's been at his best in some of the biggest moments of the club's career. So the club's history, FC Dallas tying them in the preseason and almost and and losing 4-3 narrowly to Real Betis are two of the biggest games in the club's history. Both are friendlies admittedly, yeah. but he played a principal role in both of those games yeah, three sure. goals and five assists in 2018 and in a longer season 11 goals and three assists in 2019 and rigby makes an appearance in the podcast <laughs> if listeners can hear that barking it hasn't been the first time i feel like he's been outside. no definitely not um, uh I, I think that's an interesting case uh, so i don't i I, I struggle with that one because of the number of goals he scored. So it's, a bit of, it's a bit of a homer pick because I like him. And because I, if you think about 13 and 8 in two seasons, that's damn good. Now, granted, it's three seasons worth of games. But also... Yeah, that's where, that's where been, I was I was. But if you to make But if you want to make the argument for Leo, it's a similar argument. It is a similar argument. In overall numbers? I think I agree. In overall numbers. And... So except that Leo's assist numbers are better. But Joao's are good for a four are still good for a forward. Leo played midfield. Now, granted, his his goal numbers for a midfielder are better. I would say that Joao played mostly the same position. Jo No. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> 2018, Joao played 
a lot more of like a number nine role. Yeah. Uh, for part of it. And then he was moved a lot because Charlie Clark was playing the number nine role. And we were playing more for four, two, three, one that year. And Joao was on one of the wings, yep. which is mostly where Joao played this year, which is also the same kind of role that Leo played. Leo played on the left side of a diamond, never play, did not play as a winger. He played as a winger in a in a The five left man, side and the man. right side of the narrow diamond are wingers that just start inside and go outside and inside and outside and inside. They're central midfielders that overlap. There's a big difference in yeah, starting we, point. We, so for the, for the we're giving each other a look right now. The 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 narrow the narrow wingers slash midfielders in that in that narrow diamond are asked to do and and, and you if you remember some the mostly after the Georgia Revolution home game that we lost this year, we switched formations to that narrow diamond again. Where Joao did play a little bit of that a little bit of that right. position. It was also a little bit where he was hurt and one wasn't playing a ton. And also he was hurt throughout but, his CFC career. He's been but in a that, little bit injury prone. But in that stretch uh, those those kind of narrow winger midfielders are asked to play or and cover just so much ground. It's a very very hard position to play. So you can end up playing sure. winger. You can end up playing more narrow, depending on what your outside back is doing. Your starting position is certainly deeper than a true winger in a four three three. Yeah, or I, I think that's fair. Also because our the way our formation worked, we could we could stack a couple of forwards up top. One of those forwards could flare out to the wing. Especially if they were if they were holding up play, and you could sometimes see one of those wing, uh, one of those outside backs kind of overlapping, especially John Finley, on that side, or on the opposite side. Uh, so I think you've got one more. I do. Uh, actually, I have I have so I have two more. Okay. And then I have an honorable mention. Hey, okay. real quick before we move on, to end that little discussion you had, shout out to Joao Costa for wearing the golden boot of, 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 of the members cup. Yes. I almost said Founders Cup. Yeah, <laughs> caught yourself. You caught yourself. I didn't really. Catch you caught myself. yourself got, in time to match Matt. I got in, more like I got interrupted and then said Members <laughs> Cup at the same time Matt did. I wouldn't have caught myself. Um, Founders Members Cup. So I'm gonna go with the less controversial one before. Okay. James Moore. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. yeah. He had to make an appearance at some point. I have no goalkeeper on the bench, per what we talked about earlier. Right. Okay. Yeah. But what's your Be- because my toss up was between Tommy Salsa and 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 Phil D'Amico, and I just can't pick between them, and so I just didn't pick one. Yeah. Um, James Moore is my only defender, <laughs> except for Zeka can obviously play anywhere. Um, What's your last? He's played sub? everywhere else. <laughs> um, your last sub, your controversial sub, and then I have an honorable mention. You want the honorable mention, or you want the? The controversial last one. I want the controversial last one because he made your bench. Felipe Oliveira. Okay. And here's how's what, that controversial? Yeah, I was gonna say. Well, you didn't pick him for your starting lineup or your bench. Okay. So I think if you look at his overall goals, his production when principally many, I should say principally many more of his games than you would think are him coming off the bench. Yeah. I would bet that his goals per ninety, his goals per minute. Oh yeah. Is one of the highest in CFC history. We don't have those stats in front of us. I don't. No, think but I, I was saying the exact same thing to Matt before we started recording. I, he, hey, he did actually. Yeah, because yeah. technically him and Zeka are tied for third. Right, but Zeka's but if you since, take Zeka's 
Zeka, Chris Ocheng, and Luke Winter's time. Felipe came here when, 2017? Felipe played in 2017, 2018, and 2019. In 2017, he scored one goal. One goal. Wow. And he really didn't play off that much. Off the dome, he kinda, baby. He kind of played, played a lot. Did he play? He, he played off the bench a lot. He played. And he also I had, said that and then thought to myself, well, I did, uh, I did, well, well, so Felipe had He hit the post awful. a bunch of times. He oh. had awful luck in 2017. Dude, the, the Nashville uh, crossbar. He had awful he luck in 2017. 2017. One uh, goal, one assist in 2017. He was very good in 2017. He played a lot off the bench. He started a bit here and there, but he just couldn't get the end product to actually finish. I've got him down for eight goals and three assists in 2018. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Which was like a, a quiet eight goals and three assists. He was good. And, uh, and, and in 2019, he was the, if you, when you include friendlies, which we joint, do. Joint, joint uh, top score. score. Oh, we should actually talk about how we want to do uh, the NISA and like professional like scoring tracking stuff yes. later later so you want my honorable mention uh but yeah you know, before we get there 11 goals and uh five assists for felipe in 2019 in 2018 i thought about it long and hard uh but I, almost, I, but, I almost started him but i i, I like who i have and you're crazy if I you're crazy four, to start him in a, in if a, i in a four three three sam mm. goni on, on the left side but i don't care where you put him but like Actually, what I what I would probably do is play a front three that's Sam Goni in the middle, uh, and just play narrow with Chris Oching and, and Luke Winter. Yeah, I mean that's an interesting idea. I'm just point. I I almost started Felipe. I thought about a four three three where you started Felipe. Yeah, I could. So Felipe's on my bench also because he is one of the guys that's the heart and soul of the team. He is a he's an effort guy in a good way, not in like he he has an incredible technical ability, but he also has a a great edge to his game. And yeah, uh, he's on my bench. So do you want to hear my honorable mention? Yes. And I thought that was going to be more controversial, but I'm glad it wasn't because I... No, I, 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 I considered him, um, but he went up against two guys that I'm starting and 52 and 33 goals. Like, yeah, of course. There's no, there's no debate. And Zeka had to make the team with all those goals and assists. All, all of those guys made mine. And and also Sam Goni. So did mine. So okay, did me. but I I picked a lot of forwards. I wanted a balanced. I wanted a balanced bench. <laughs> I, I picked a lot of forwards. We like we've had some good forwards over the years, and that's what made it pretty tough. Sure. Um, honorable mention. Do you want to take a stab, a guess? I can even give you a position. Give me a position. If you give a position, yeah. Jay, you're first. He's a center back. It, would it be within the time that obviously within the time that Breezy became a fan? Yeah, it was not before. It was not. It was not only before you played. You you came, so it's not like someone that only played in 2014 or something like that. I'm not saying when he played, if he even played in 2014, but you would know him. You would know him. I, I've got a guess. I'm gonna go. I think he's mainly 2015 though. Started as a defensive I was thinking, midfielder, converted. I was thinking, I'm thinking newer. Played one game against Dallas. Is it Sean Rutter? No, that's a good shout. Wow, well, yeah, shout out Sean Rutter. Um, really good player. It is not. It is not Sean Rutter, but it uh, could have been. Um, it could have been. Huh. I love. I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go much uh, newer. And it's just gonna be a shot off the wall, and it's probably not right. Lima. It's Lima. Oh, yes. Interesting. Okay. So if we talk about. <laughs> Guy who's pl- had incredible experience all around the world. Guy who had yeah. one of the best ever just single debut seasons. His yeah. his season as a debut season was unbelievable. And 
we saw what we, we talked about this in our review pods. If you haven't listened to the review of the season is the reason why our 2019 summer went differently when it started out a little bit rough. Yeah. You can go back and listen to the, imp- what we talked about, the impact that we believe he had. Um, if you go listen to parts one, two, three, and four of our review uh, of the season, I think it was in part two where we talked about the members cup. Uh, we spoke about what the difference that we think he made. I, I particularly, particularly think he made, um, so my honorable mention, if I got to put a center back, if I'm picking a realistic, I got to take out one of those attackers probably and put in a center back. Yeah. Um, but he's the center back. I think, I and think arguably I, I, I probably could have or should have put him in place of Jake Young. If he plays, if he plays and, more and in the members cup, if maybe. He, yeah. If he, if he stays healthy this whole year, maybe, yeah. uh, maybe he's in there, but I, I just, I, I, think, I didn't make my team, but he's my, he's my honorable mention. He's the player. I did not figure out how to fit in there, but I, I thought of him while we were doing this podcast and I started thinking about it and thinking about it and thinking about it. And I was like, damn it, Andrew. Like, so I, I thought Lima might should be in the starting 11. So yeah. I, I thought about Lima. A bunch. You're going to choose somebody to play too. Like if you think about it from like a, a pure coaching standpoint, I thought about Lima no, a no bunch as leader. Well. But, uh, and and if he had played, if he he doesn't like, like guys that only played one year. If he had, if if he had played more down the members cup, he played two years. He played two years, yeah. Uh, if 18, he had played 19. more in the members cup, I would have probably gone. That was with Lima. That was I know. The joke. I know. Uh, but I didn't get it was. It's it's really hard for me to to obviously I, I have Andy Stewart in there, which you like you that's Correct. a level that you did not get to. Right. Well, I, cho- I chose not. years of I chose not to years of experience. I could have been dishonest and picked. Well, yeah. I could have been intellectually dishonest and I get said, it. I get I'm it. club legend, I'm picking, because I could have picked Richard Masters and I could have picked, um, I don't know why I say his name with a Michigan accent every time I say it. I could have picked Richard Masters <laughs> and I could have picked Andy Stewart because I, I know them as like epic, epic players. And then we would have, it would have been only Nick Chase, who I legitimately never saw play. Yeah. Um, but I didn't, I didn't want to. And, 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 I, and, that's and I stick fair. by my choices. And that's, that's fair. Um, I think... Uh, I, I think I think the the the, the choice between Soren and Lima sure. for me was really interesting, and and maybe part of it is because I was trying to balance out a little bit of having older older year defenders. Yep. Um, but I, I I mean I think I just think that Soren deserves it. Um, I don't I don't disagree. And 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 so I'm fun. not I'm not going to break yeah, any sure. news here for the 2020 season, but like I expect Soren to be back. So do I. I don't I don't know anything. If CFC, if anyone from CFC is listening, like, give us a roster. Please, please give us like at least like a partial roster, See, like the part, the part that you know. Christmas is coming on. Roster. Christmas is uh, coming on, and I, I, I bought a lot of CFC merch, and I got nothing. But I, I expect, I expect Soren to be back, uh, and I expect that Soren will not be uh, among the. If we're playing a back four, I expect Soren will not be like among the projected back four starters. Yep. And I expect he's going to probably play start at least half the games. Yeah. Because that's what Soren does. That's what Soren does. Love it. Love Soren. It's the homie. So he's that's in Thailand right, right now. So I'll name my whole bench real quick for you. Okay. And then I think we can wrap this guy up. I'm with it. This, this girl, this whatever. Are our podcast feminine or masculine? Whatever it wants to be. That's fair. Uh, this gender neutral podcast. Because I don't know what it wants to be. What, uh, whatever it's doing. My, my subs are Kieran Bywater, Zeka. John Carrier, Felipe Oliveira, Go- Samuel Goni, Joao Costa, James Moore, with an honorable mention to Everson Lima. Can we just like say for a minute, we've had some really good players to play for us. Yeah, years. for real, we really have. This was this was quite difficult. I did my starting lineup legitimately in five minutes. 
and I, and I, I there's a few players that maybe I I would think about switching out. Like I, the more I think about the it, the more he thinks about my team, the more he wants to make it my team. Actually, the more I think about it, I might switch out Jake Young for Everson Lima, and that's the only change I'm making if I'm making any changes. That, that's I, I, fair. You've you've put restrictions on yourself that I like my team. It makes it makes sense. Um, but I think that uh, and my bench is where there's definitely some arguments to like your your argument for Soren Yuhaschek is is I think really compelling and and for more than just Soren, but like particularly Soren and yeah, I I think that we've had some incredible players and I think this was fun. And and I, and, and by the way, like just like throwing it out there for for the listeners, like Danny Valenciano was among like my. Like my thinking for the bench. I yeah. thought about it. I thought about it. Like I, he's the kind of guy like you try to like worm in somehow to make it work. But also like I left off Kieran Bywater like off of my bench too. Yeah. And I'm like, shit. We've had some really good players to play for us. And I, also, I, and, and I didn't even think about like I didn't even consider a, a one hit wonder like Gabby Torres or Nile McCabe. Shout out to Sindre Wello, another guy I can I considered strongly. For yeah. My bench. That, that based on his 2016 season alone. Left back, right? Uh, twenty sixteen in the first game of twenty seventeen, uh, and uh, the last regular season game too, where he scored his goal, uh, one of his goals. Um, Was he left back? So Sindre played left back for us in twenty sixteen after Denny Reynolds went home, gotcha, uh, or back to back to the University of Louisville. What did he play before that? Which is by the way like the That's, playoff stretch. Yeah, that, he had some key assists before then. Syndra played right back, L- right back, center back, center back, oh, a, little, nice. a little bit of midfielder, and occasionally just kind of other places, <laughs> because Syndra could play literally every position. Yeah, uh, and I think I think with a little bit better luck for him, uh, I think he sticks around a little bit longer. I think with a little bit better luck, he's still playing for us. I think with a little bit better luck, he's probably playing in first division in in Norway. Yeah. Um, what I mean. What a, what a player, what a person. Shout out to Syndra. Um, one time before the Iron Horse team existed, I played in a league in HBC with Tim Kelly, Wooly and Farns and me and a couple of other people, but Syndra came out and played one game and it was the only game that we won. <laughs> He's nasty. He balled, he? dude. He so balled. Dude, his close control is impeccable. That's what it was. It was it was all ball control because it was futsal. Yeah. But also no. at the same time, he could rifle it faster than anybody that was out there. So before we, before we end the pod... Just really quick. By the way, I thought we could do this in like thirty-five minutes. I told yeah, you. No. I told you you're insane. We're at an hour and fifty. We're gonna make we're cuts. Gonna, we're gonna cut out about six minutes of this. Jesus. So we're at an hour and forty-four. Before we kill this off, <laughs> yeah, Matt's still talking. Before we even <laughs> get, like, let's let's not even include the players from 2019 that are ostensibly pro. Ostensibly. Just because of like the classifications and yep. soccer and whatever. You're talking about past. Past players who became pros or came to us after being pro. Let's not forget that Mark Sherrard played for us for a year. Yeah. Uh, the striker who played for San Jose in Houston. Yeah, that's awesome. In MLS, yeah. In MLS. Uh, let's not forget that uh, James Moore played professionally before he came to us mm-hmm. for a hot minute. Well, he played with us and then he played professionally. Then yeah, he came back he, and played correct, correct. Then Lima. Um uh, just Lima played all professionally, over the world. Made yeah. the, uh, never never played in, but did make the the match day eighteen in the Champions League. Um, uh, Chris Oching, I don't know how the Kenyan League cl- uh, is classified, if it's professional or not. Uh, I, I don't. Know I think either. I think it's technically an amateur league, but um, I mean he made I me mean, 
Chris Oching has, has a national team cap with Kenya. I think it's just enough said there. Yeah. Let's not forget that Sean McFarlane, a current Austin Bold player in USL Championship, uh, played for us in 2012. Let's not forget. Has a couple goals for us, by the way. Uh, and, and has had like a, a long, kind of a longish pro career now. Yeah, uh, he playing was for really, Austin, playing for Colorado Springs. He was just really young when he played for playing us. Playing for Miami United. He was like 19. Uh, he also has, I believe, an, a Jamaican national team cap. Mm-hmm. Um, Kier, I want to point out Kieran Bywater and Jake Young both played in the in the youth teams at West Ham and almost got, again, both almost got a cup of coffee in the pro ranks. I believe Will Roberts has I was two go caps there. in the championship for Coventry I, I don't City. Think they call them caps, and they call them appearances Whatever. for non-national teams. Coventry, yeah, he, yeah cool. he, he has. I know he has one. I, he may have two. I, I am looking has, right now. He has an appearance, at, at least one appearance in the championship. Will Roberts did. Looks like one appearance in the championship and two for the Wales U19 team. Uh, Matt Aldred played professionally. Mm-hmm. Jerry St. Veal. Uh, Jerry St. Veal uh, played for us for one game in 2018 against, against FC Dallas. He was our left back. Like uh, he went on to play for uh, South Georgia Tormenta and PDL that summer and then was signed for Tormenta's uh, USL, USL 1 or League 1 team USL D3. In, in 2019. Uh, fun fact about Jerry St. Veal, we don't know where he's going to play in 2020. Uh, South Georgia Tormenta has appears to have not brought him back. So good luck to Jerry and come, wherever he ends up next. Come home, Jerry. God, that'd be awesome. It would be. You're once a blue, always a blue, Jerry. You're damn right. Come, come home back. Come, so come true. Home. Uh, Peter Pearson played for us in 2017 and uh, also played for South Georgia Tormenta in 2019. Uh, and I don't think he's, uh, he's not been, he's not been signed by them. Uh it appears for 2020, so we'll see where he ends up. Yeah, uh, Peter Pearson was an incredible player, and and uh, a, a good OGA coach as well. He was one of my assistant coaches. Oh, uh, I didn't know for that OGA during oh, the summer. Yeah, him. That's Sor- awesome. Him, Soren, and Darwin Lom that year. Nice, nice kids. Yeah, nice for kids. Sure. They're not that much younger than me. Only like a decade. Darwin is in Guatemala playing professionally. Nice. Really? I, I think I think I saw that he had a, a, a trial in Spain. Yeah. Good Air Portugal. Darwin. Yeah, it's good for him. Yeah, well, I liked Darwin. I always he played. He was young when he played for us. I thought I really thought he had a lot of potential. Uh, Samuel Mansour played in lower levels of Austria. Mm-hmm. I believe the 2013 and 2014 vet. Did you mention Niall McCabe? Uh, I have not. We have not gotten to Niall McCabe yet. All right, keep going. Niall McCabe played for us in 2014. We've talked about what the incredible season he had for us. Um, he goes to Louisville. And has played there ever since, and is won, and is killing it. Has been a consistent uh, contributor for them. I mean, killing it. What a good player! Yeah, he's there. Uh, he's won two two uh, USL championship championships or whatever they call it, and uh, <laughs> it was a runner up <laughs> one year. <laughs> two USL championship championships. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Well, when you get all English on us, it gets a little weird. <laughs> That's uh, funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like what a what a great player. Um, uh, we mentioned earlier, but Leo, Leo DeSmit also played professionally, not only for the um, Jacksonville Armada, but he also played in Greece. Yes, he played for uh, for 
what the English am, pronunciation would be, I Hercules. Am, I was going to say, I am not going to try to pronounce that word in Greek. I got you. Uh, it looks like a Kralis, but it's Hercules. It's not Hercules he in English. played in the uh, either the second or third division um, for for that third, team. Third division. Third division. And, and, they, and got, by, they, they got promoted, by the way. And by not Hercules in English, I mean, if you read the word... It's a Kralis. It's, it's a Kralis. And then, obviously, maybe the English translation is Hercules. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to Leo. I play this game called Score Match on the iPhone. If you don't have it and you love soccer, then you're messing up. But Leo has a player on there that I have on my team. His name's Bex, and he's like a level eight. My dude's like a level six. So I always use Leo's player, and it's kind of like this weird connection I have with him. You can steal his player? Well, like you, you sign them to your team. You don't ever like play each other. It's like a computer-based thing. But oh. you, can, you can use your friend's players. Nice. So I have. So you like his. jack his player. Yeah, day. him, him, and uh, randomly Bill Hammondtree. <laughs> I hardly know Bill. Oh, but, Bill's but the his best. player, but his player resigns for my team all the time, and I don't know if that's Bill Hammondtree like physically resigning him or whatever. But so if you see some random dude using your player and you're listening to this, he's like a level seven, so I'm trying to use him. <laughs> you don't mind? You get he gets a cut of money every time I win, so it's like nice. you got to do. Uh, uh, Bill's the best. Adam Reeks, uh, who played for us in twenty. 13 through 15 mm-hmm. uh, played uh, semi-pro ball in England for mm-hmm. a time. Yeah. Uh, we mentioned, we mentioned Mr. Um, Mansoor, uh, Nick Ed- Edgington, mm-hmm. who was our, our standout defender in 2015. One uh, of our standout defenders. Definitely one of them uh, played in the, How dare you? in the first division of New Zealand. New Zealand? New Zealand for <laughs> Team Wellington. You said New Zealand. Uh, I did. It's basically the same thing. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, played for Team Wellington in the first division of New Zealand, which is not like a fully professional league. Uh, yeah, it's still cool. And fun fact, if you if you know anything about uh, soccer in, in Australia and New Zealand, you'll know that uh, Wellington Phoenix, based in Wellington as well, play in the Aussie A-League. Uh, is, he a, is he a Kiwi? He's a Kiwi. So he went home to play. He went home to play. Uh, who else? Who else were we missing? We are missing uh, Mason Walsh. <laughs> How did I forget? I, I was trying not to get to the, to this year's crop. Well, we're here. We, he played at Bournemouth. When Starting they, out, yeah. When they were in the third division, maybe. That's awesome. And then he was in their reserves. He's all, He also played, I believe, in the fifth and or sixth division in England. Then he came here. Played for us, and now he has gone back and signed with either a sixth or a seventh division. It's the uh, same team that he played for before he came to us. I think they're in the sixth division. One of the same teams. He's. I think he's played for multiples. He's, uh, he did play for multiples. Uh, actually, the team when he was back and forth with news with New Orleans was a little bit lower. He was with Bonger Regis Town. That's who he's with now. Uh, I believe they're sixth division, but I don't remember. That sounds right. Um, and then Alan Webb who played in the first division in Wales before yeah. coming to us. Yeah. Um, uh, Marcus Smarzak played Marcus professionally Smarzak in Germany. Played all over professionally in Germany. A little bit of... In the little, fourth, third, and a cup of coffee in the second division. And yeah, in Bundesliga too. Uh, Mason, we know, has already gone back to Bangaridis town. We don't know about, about Marcus yet, mm-hmm. uh, what his plans are. Um, we'll kind of wait and see. Uh, we'll wait and see on a, bu- on a bunch of our a bunch of our former players. Yeah. As as we went over in those inner in those review pods that we talked about earlier, um, roster construction is hard. 
And if you want to go back and listen to what we think the NISA roster might look like, you can go back and listen to parts three and four of, of those podcasts on both this feed and the 423 Soccer Pod feed. Um, but internationally, it's tough to know which players are able to come back if they're not American. Yeah, and it, obviously the club has not had not said anything about returning players yet, the, uh, except for like we know about Gabby Torres going on to Hartford because they, Hartford announced him because Hartford yeah. announced him. And Bognor Regis Town announced Mason, Mason Walsh and and a few other players. And uh, Alan Webb reached out to me and 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 the Chattahooligans in general, saying, "Hey, I've, I've I'm moving on. I, you know, I've I've got to go pursue other options as quick as I can to move forward in my career, et cetera, et cetera." So we know a few players who have moved on, um, but I don't. I, yeah, you're right. We don't have any roster announcements as of the time of this recording. Yeah, hopefully we will soon. That'd who's, be nice. Who's left? Who do we forget? Professionally, well, Jordan in Nashville. Yeah, we covered. Yeah, we covered that one. Oh, okay. Uh, James Moore played professionally for we a minute. Talked about him. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about that. Um, Good week. Well, did we say Goni? I mean, we've had so many. Yeah, we've had so many like foreign players mm-hmm. over the years, just like based absolute on absolute quality, based on on how our team was has just been made over time. Guys that would like should absolutely have been playing professional soccer, but for the same roster restrictions that we're running into now in Nisa, just have not like we're never. Some of these guys were just never given opportunities. Yeah, Ruben Marias never played professionally, but he played in the third division in Spain. As with his, his interview. Is that kind of a semi pro division? I think it's a semi pro division. Some teams are pro, but some teams aren't. Yeah. Well, that or, was or he played as an amateur in a pro division, one of the two. That's probably that. Because he had was he able to retain college eligibility. Yeah. Well, he played NAIA. So I don't know. Well, yeah. But I don't think National he was getting, Association of Ineligible Athletes. Exactly. I don't think he was getting paid to play. Um, I don't know that for sure, but I don't remember him saying that. Um, I think that's probably still mm-hmm. Academy. Oh, and Tommy Hunt, Thomas Hunter. Thomas Hunter playing professionally for Atlanta Silverbacks. And yeah, I think that's most of them. And I know not Tebow playing. Do we mention, do we mention Greg? (laughs) We didn't mention Greg, Greg Hartley, who played at Manchester city and Tom Halsell, who also played at Manchester Manchester city. Neither one of them played uh, professionally for them, but both of whom were um, players who were in the, in the professional ranks until they were roughly 20 and then came yep. over and went to college here. You want a little and, nugget? And, and Greg's been playing semi-pro uh, ever since he went back to England. You want a little nugget about Tom? You should go back and watch the, I think it was called Skill Schools, a soccer AM show, and Falcao went to the Manchester City I've Academy. That. I've seen that. And Tom's in it, and it's it's outrageous. I've seen also, that. shout out, Tom, if you're listening, please hit me up. I've got your college uh, locker <laughs> magnet. <laughs> What? Yeah, with his Jay name. Is, Jay is holding up a Lee University Tom Hall saw one men's soccer magnet. Been waiting to get this. He knows I have it. So I've hit him up on uh, Instagram trying to send it to him. Matt, do you, you believe this story? I, I believe he's DMs. got it because I can see it in front of me. I can, you, show, you, I can show you my you, DMs. I picked it up. Somebody, oh, do you believe that he, uh, he actually reached out to acci- message him? That he accidentally no, absolutely has not. It? Absolutely no. not. I think it's a souvenir he is. Dude, I found it on the CFC sure. office in the very back where all the equipment on a pole. A year after he had left. And I was like, dude, do you want this? And he, he just needs to hit me back up. <laughs> I keep asking him for his address, and I haven't got it. Okay. Well, I think that I think that puts a pretty good wrap on, on proceedings here. We've done two hours on uh, our best 11 all-time. This, this podcast is going to be just short of two hours. Yeah. Yay me. Love it. Yeah. 
Well, everyone who's made it this far, I apologize. We love you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. <laughs> Thank you for a fantastic 2019. We are into 2020. We hope to have actual news for you next podcast. Please. And, and hope to have some really cool guests. We have a few lined up already and yes. a few that uh, we have in the works that we think you're really going to like. But as always, thank you for listening um, and get at us with anything on the internets that uh, you might want to have us cover or critiques of our lineups. Matt, if people want to critique your starting 11 or your bench players, where can they get at you? Well, they would have no reason to. But if they theoretically wanted to, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Whiskey is Fine and on Instagram at... I am Caniglio. Jay, if people want to yell at you for not yelling at us enough on this podcast, <laughs> probably. where could they do that? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at J underscore Buchanan and on Instagram where I am most prevalent on at letter J. And if you listen to this, go ahead, go to my Instagram and click on my YouTube link and subscribe to that too. Sorry. Beautiful. Like, so uh, cool. Breezy, if people want to agree with me and tell you you're wrong and bad and dumb, would how be, would they do that? They would be right. I Just mean, kidding. if they want to get on the winning team side, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Can, they can jump on the uh, Twitters and they can find Twitters. me at the Twitter on the Twitter sphere. They can find me at Andrew Brzee. Thank you guys for listening and we'll catch up with you soon.